What's up, guys? Welcome to the Unfiltered Anime Podcast, where three guys talk about some anime unfiltered. Uh, my name's Kenny, and I gotta be honest, I'm President Weed. I'm the manga's better guy, so that's me. Jesus Christ. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hey, everyone, so welcome to the Unfiltered... You know, this is our first episode, so we're excited for you to be joining us. Uh, my name is Jerry. I've always considered myself a bit of an uh, anime and manga encyclopedia, um, and the way that I see that is not that I've actually seen every anime and manga, but that I'm the kind of guy that reads uh, the Wikipedia article for every anime and manga that comes out. So it's pretty much exactly what I do, uh, so I know everything about them without ever actually having seen them. So that's pretty much what we do here. Hey everybody, my name is David. I go by Tibby. Um, I'm very excited to be here t- tonight and uh, going forward with all of our future episodes. Um, I'm definitely the guy in the group that doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Uh, the, the anime <laughs> the anime we're talking about today is probably the 10th anime in my entire life I've finished from beginning to end. <laughs> so so I'm very excited to you know expand my anime horizons with these two lovely people yeah. and just share some opinions. Yeah, David's the guy you catch at lunch in ninth grade reading um, uh, Black Butler. <laughs> it was Vampire Night. Oh, Vampire Night. Whatever. Vampire Night. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember. I was like, David's oh. the kind of guy. David's the guy that kind of guy that goes. Eh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Vampire Night. Hey, it's pretty good. I had, I had no idea what 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 um, <laughs> genre is that? Is that a that is? I think it's a shojo. Shojo. Yeah. My I life was shojo there, and I was like, you know, shojo's are pretty cool. David was yeah. like, dudes making out, vampires. Eh, pretty good. <laughs> Pretty solid. Hey, the plot, plot was pretty good. I should actually revisit that. I'm yeah, honestly, good. I wonder what Vampire Night, Night. Yeah, what is Vampire Night like as an adult? Like, is there is there any enjoyment you could get out of something like Vampire Night? I isn't no it idea. basically like Twilight, but in anime form? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, I it, thought Twilight was like, alright. It rode the wave of, like, vampires. Because uh, that was that same... I mean, there was just so much vampire content coming out, like, in the late... Two, it was, that was what, like, late two. 2000s to early 2010s. Yeah, it was like around the, the exact same time as uh, Twilight, like at its peak. Yep. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's just going to be like, yeah, just so, vampire. Yeah, we're, we're all big Vampire Night fans. Of the Vampire Night. Uh, we sit here and we talk about vampires. So yeah, actually, every episode is just about. We're actually deep diving Vampire Night. We're going to read every book. chapter one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we probably should have over that because people are going to be like, oh, no, I'm no. not about this. Yeah, people are going to be like, I got to get off this. We're not talking about Vampire Night tonight. No, absolutely not. So we're definitely not talking about Vampire Night. I hate to disappoint Vampire Night fans out there. Um, tonight, we are, as Kenny put it, three guys that are going to talk about anime unfiltered. We think that there's a space right now for people who have been fans of anime to uh, step up to the plate and have some discussions unfiltered without... Uh, Putting it through different, you know, the different machines that exist in the anime world. We just want to have a discussion about some stuff that we like or some stuff we don't like. Why we like or don't like it. Which that means we're probably going to shit on your favorite show. I think that throughout the course of this, we have every expectation that we're going to make your favorite show uh, either sound like shit or we actually all three love it and it's going to be the best thing ever. We're going to also love it with you. Um, and that's okay. What, I like a lot of bad anime. Yeah, and it's okay to like bad anime. I think that one thing we've all done is... Uh, yeah, we like bad anime. And I think that that's a great segue, Kenny, to talk about our favorite animes. Because I think that, you know, to get to know us a little bit better, and, you know, you're jumping into the first episode oh, of this podcast, no. you've got to hear a little about, not not the anime that we think are the three best anime in the world. That's a whole other conversation, right? We want to talk about our three 
favorite anime? What are the three favorite shows we've ever watched? Um, shows that we revisit or shows that we consider ourselves the biggest fans of. So what are they, guys? What are our three favorite animes each? Uh, so, Kenny, you go first. All I'll start. Yeah, Kenny, you go first. I would, I would say my favorite anime of all time is Hunter. The very first I've ever read was Hunter Hunter. Um, I still read it, obviously, because it's still on hiatus. Um, R.I.P. to my life. Uh, Wait, not Hunter X Hunter? Uh, Hunter X Hunter, Hunter Hunter. The can-do term, the way you're supposed to say it. But that's definitely my favorite. I would say I am a huge Gurren Lagann fan. Nothing beats, nothing in anime beats whenever the theme music from Gurren Lagann comes on. And they start saying, who the fuck do you think I am? Like, just who the hell do you think I am? My drill is the drill that's going to pierce the heaven. Like, nothing yeah. beats that sh- those sh- that shonen moment. Okay? Yeah, and then I'd probably say three Samurai Champloo. Some of the best music and animation and fights that I, I has ever been put to anime. So. Beautiful. Very great list. All right, um, David. Top I gu- three. I guess I'll, yeah, I guess I'll go next. Uh, so top three, it's, it's hard to rank, but... Um, the first that come to mind are probably Black Lagoon is definitely my one of my favorites of all time. Um, Revy, main characters, one of the main characters is such a badass. Um, uh, I think Claymore is another one. I think I, I have a, a a love of anime that have strong female characters. Mm. Um, so mm. it definitely Claymore and then Bleach, just because I think Bleach is um, Titakubo. Is that the Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, Kubo, yeah, creator of Bleach is probably one of my favorite artists, oh, um, yeah. uh, manga artists, and and although you know the anime has a shit ton of filler, I love the filler still. The Bound arc is probably one of my favorite arcs, and none of that's real. So yeah, you dirty so, son of a bitch, you love the Bound arc. <laughs> I love, love the Bound arc. Man, lo- man loves vampires. I, we talked about it earlier. Remember Vampire Night? Vampire Night. Hey, vampire Night. I'm a vampire guy. You know, anything with vampires in it, I like. Oh, there's a, a tangent, but there's a Scythe Girl. I think was a is a new manga that started. Oh, I think it's a manhwa. Okay, no. I can't. I can't Scythe, remember. It's called Scythe Girl. Scythe, Scythe Girl. Girl. She's okay. like a. I won't get into it, but it's good. It's basically like uh, Shinigami esque. It's Bleach esque. So. Like, yeah, I read four chapters. I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much a master at it. I, yeah. I'm a fan. I'm gonna watch it every. I'm gonna read it every single week. I mean, uh, I read 356 chapters. I got a high school, so you're dirty, Kenny. You're dirty, dude. You're dirty. That's dirty, dude. That's dirty. Oh, oh, and, and and of course the default One Piece best okay, anime yeah. of all time. Oh, David, that, that's a fourth, I think. Right? You said I'm Black cheating. Punk. I don't care. Okay, okay. I was like, just, okay. Yeah. And I had to throw in one piece because oh, I can't. Yeah. I, I, we can't have an anime podcast in the first ten ish minutes and not mention one piece. So yeah, honestly, yeah. And I, here we go again. So my top three right, have always up, been up. no questions asked. I've I've considered these my top three anime since I was probably, gosh, I mean before Kenny could even like read subtitles. Probably, um, I think I started watching most of these shows back when I was in like. Mm, Middle school or elementary, I think, is when I started most of them. So, and that's why they are my top three. I will wholly accept that they're all three, arguably not great, um, and kind of trash in some ways. So I'll take that. Uh, my third favorite. So we're gonna start from the bottom, work our way up. I always say a Saint Seiya. It's one of my the best monster of the week uh, type of shows that's ever existed. It's Power Rangers in anime form. It's got seventies written all over it. It's got the best intro music of all of anime. There's no other show that's got anything like it. The filler on Saint Seiya is kind of ass, but you learn and you love. Um, 
But overall, it still looks really sharp even today. If you watch it on Netflix, it's super sharp. One of the best shonen shows that has existed. That's why it's had such a huge legacy, so many spinoffs. It has pers- like persisted because of its uh, just lovability. I will always stand by it. I loved Saint Seiya as a kid growing up. Kenny and I used to watch it together as kids. Uh, we rented the DVDs from Netflix. Um, like got them in the mail when we were little uh, to watch the show. So that's solid, um, solid nostalgia there. Say, say is my number uh, three. Netflix. Classic Netflix. Number two is always going to be Yu Yu Hakusho. I loved Yu Yu Hakusho as a kid. I used to literally, uh, when the last arc of Yu Yu Hakusho got moved to freaking 4 a.m. on on Toonami or some shit, they, they moved it to some stupid-ass time. And I remember I would wake up, I would, like, put a VCR, like, a VHS tape, like, in the VCR, and I would, like, press record. I'd, like, go back to sleep. I'd, like, wake up, like, turn the VHS recording off, and I'd, like, sleep in, and then I'd, like, wake up, and I would, like, watch my new episode of Yu Yu Hakusho. So if I, like, overslept, I would, like, miss ten minutes of it, and I'd be like, oh, God, oh, I was so upset because, like, I wouldn't get to watch it. Because back in those days, we didn't have, like, when I watched Yu Yu Hakusho, it was, like, there wasn't, I think I just had one computer in our house, and it was, like, you know, crap speeds, and, like, they just didn't have, like, databases of anime like they do now, where it's, like, you know, you don't have Kiss Anime. So Hakusho is, rip, like... Rip, yeah, rip, has- rip, Kiss Anime as of today, <laughs> right? That's crazy. Rest in peace. Rest, Rest in, in peace, peace Kiss Anime. anime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, lastly, obviously, it's One Piece, you know? I, I grew up with One Piece. One Piece was, uh, the type of show that at first, I think that even as kids, I was, like, a little hesitant to watch. I remember I saw the intro song Crazy Rainbow Star when I was in like, you know, it was either late elementary or early middle school. And it was like way in the future of the show. You know, I'd been watching it on like four kids, like Alabasta, you know, the rap dub, um, the dub with the awesome rap intro. And I I totally, you know, gotta go. Don't give it up. Luke. I saw that intro and I remember I decided I was going to watch it for real, watch the subtitle version. And I watched the first like a hundred episodes like through Alabasta in Japanese. And then I stopped and it actually wasn't until like eighth grade. Uh, a friend of mine decided we were going to race. We were going to see who could catch up first. And we challenged each other to catch up on one piece. And we spent the whole summer marathoning it essentially, but not together. We did it alone. And then we would like text each other about it. And uh, at the end of the summer, we had, like, both caught up. And it, I think when we caught up, it was just at the part... Thriller Bark had just ended. That's when I caught up on One Piece. So I've been caught up on so One Piece's storyline since Thriller Bark, which is, like, the weirdest... It's, like, over, like, ten years ago. I caught up on One Piece, and I still watch One Piece, like, to this day. Like, I, I did take a long hiatus when I was in college. Like, I didn't watch it. Um, but then I marathoned all of it in grad... The rest of what I hadn't seen in grad school to catch back up. And I uh, have stayed weekly with it for you know over two years three years something like that i've stayed weekly again which is weird because uh, i used to be weekly back before college um but yeah now I, I mean the manga though i've never stopped I, pretty much since the end of thriller bark i have even if i'll take like breaks where i don't read for 20 or 30 chapters and like binge read it to catch up i'll do that pretty frequently but i've always stayed caught up with the manga's events essentially since like 2011 or something 2010 like way back in the day I've been caught up with the manga, and I stayed caught up through college and everything. So that is the one show that has stayed with me forever. Uh, it's ass to some people. It's great to others. It's iconic. It's nostalgic. It's going to become... It, it already is potentially the greatest anime of all time when it comes to pure sales numbers, pure cultural impact, um, arguably on the worldwide level of Dragon Ball. One Piece is definitely the mainstay of this podcast as well. The three of us are all One Piece like fans. 
through and through. We've all been watching One Piece for a long time. So, yep. yeah, One Piece is going to be... Even though we're also all Dragon Ball Z... I, don't, I mean, Kenny, you maybe haven't seen, like... You've seen it, but, like, maybe in a little bit of a weirder context. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, David and I kind of grew up with it, but you kind of had different experiences with it because it was a little bit after you. Whenever whenever I moved down to Texas, I rewatched all of, all of uh, Kai in Japanese, too. I, I don't watch... Okay, let me tell you this right now. I do not watch anime unless it's in Japanese, okay? Sub gang! Sub gang! Sub gang! Sub gang! It's not good, okay? Sub gang! Hey, but, like, if you got... If you got four kids, four kids dub though, you gotta watch it. You gotta Honestly, watch four kids. Yeah, you gotta watch remember four. what did Sanji say? He said, "He said, hey, what, what are you doing there? You got, hey, you, it's a, it's a sucker. Now it's Yugi and Joey together. <laughs> Yugi, oh, I'm gonna kick but, your ass, Pegasus. But, that but anyway, so, so, so with this podcast, you know, we're, we're the unfiltered anime podcast that you. You all already know so there's no real structure or format to this the but the overall um way we're going to do this is you know every week we're going to try to watch an entire anime series mm-hmm. uh, like the ones we're going to talk about today are shorter ones uh, one to 12 episode one and the other one i think 20 or i think the other one's also 12 episodes long yeah they're and, both they're both 12 yeah right and the goal is for us to just talk about like what we thought mm-hmm. if we liked it if we hated it why do we hate it why do we like it and um you know, again, no real structure, but that's the most structured we're going to get is at least, you know, one to two animes a week mm-hmm. uh, per episode. And I think, Jerry, I guess this is a perfect time to segue into some of the updates you said you, said that you wanted to talk about. A hundred percent, yeah. And I think the other thing uh, is knowing that, like, the three of us, we love to just talk about anime. So we're going to spend some time just catching up and talking about anime each week. So, absolutely. you know, that's a big part of it, too. But at, like David said, we're going to dissect the hell out of these. Like, we have no... We're not beholden to anyone, so we're just going to throw our opinions at the wall and let you guys hear it. Because, you know, through your eyes, as a, you're either going to be watching this and saying, I watched that show and I agree or disagree with them, or you haven't watched it yet and you're trying to decide if you want to watch that show. And hopefully our opinions help to either persuade or dissuade you from taking a dive like into these shows. We all are shonen heads, but Kenny likes trash. Um, David definitely has a little bit of a tighter palate, and I can be a little bit more. Uh, I can be a little bit more critical of some shows, and sometimes I let shit slide. So uh, I think kidding. because of that, we're we're gonna have a slide. Kenny said. Kenny said what? <laughs> Just because I watch Welcome to the Demon School Aruma-san doesn't mean anything. Okay. All I can Kenny's hear is our, our sports anime expert. I've seen <laughs> most all just most every single. Kitty, it sounded like you said just because I watch hentai. <laughs> that's, that's all I heard. <laughs> just because I watch hentai doesn't mean that I can't hentai. <laughs> I didn't say that. Hey, hentai is anime, right? Hentai, um, hentai is art. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's my fifth, fourth favorite. Uh, I do want us to talk about oh, something yeah. before we get in. You know, the big thing that rocked the anime world this week in manga world, which David Kinney, I don't even know if you guys have heard about this. Um, but this week, if you didn't hear, a very popular up and coming shonen series was canceled abruptly. Um, it's a series Boruto? called. No. Yes, crossed. It's a series uh, called Act Age, and it's a show about uh, young actors. Um, so Act Age I didn't was ab- really enjoy it. abruptly canceled. It was on the up and up. It had started to swing upwards in popularity. It was moving towards an anime adaptation probably by next year. Um, the series had... It was upwards of 70, 80 chapters, something like that, uh, which is very interesting to see, but it got canceled abruptly, and there's reason for it, and it is because they discovered that the 
author, the writer of the series, not the artist, it had, it had two people working on it, the author um, was taken into custody because they had sexually assaulted, like, I want to say one or two, multiple young girls. Um, <gasps> and when confronted, when oh, confronted, God. the author said, yep, that was me. So, um, that's, like, not good, right? So, the author was, he, as he far as... He held that shit. He, he, held it up, he held it up high. It was like, <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's me. Uh, yeah, that was me. Um, so, he took uh, it, he took it, and ran with it, and I don't know what the outcome of his case is yet. I don't, I don't think anything's really been disputed, like, anything has happened. You know, this is all super recent. Um, but the artist, who's a young woman, um, you know, I think people had some hope that maybe she would carry on the series by herself. Um... But it was announced by Shuisha, I believe, just a day or two ago. So, like, very recently, that the series has just been completely nixed. The the chapter that was finished is the last one, and it's gone. You know, they're just pushing it right out. Is this serialized in Jump? Yeah, this is Shonen Jump. This is full-on weekly Shonen Jump, you know, the prime Shonen magazine that we've got. So, um, this is big news. And it it comes on the the coattails of Kenshin's author, right? And you guys know what happened to Kenshin's author, right? What happened to him? Remember, remember, Jerry. I'm the guy in the, in the group that doesn't know jack shit. So, hey, I, so surprise, guys! I, uh, I just read manga. Okay? Turns out, the author and creator of Veroni Kinchin, one of our childhood favorites, I'm sure, um, was right. in the last two or three years. He was also uh, accused of child uh, child molestation and uh, child abuse, ch- uh, sexual harassment towards children, and also admitted to it. Uh, served time. I either is serving time still, or has already served his time. Uh, the the time served in Japan for those sorts of crimes is pretty <clears throat> lenient. Is the word I want to use? Um, oh, compared, really? Well, compared to the rest of the world, it's like fourteen, bro. Right. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. Pretty wild. That's pretty to weird. our to our standards. It's, it feels strange. I don't know. You know, it's there. Like I don't. There's no thing that we can like judge the culture. Or what's going on there? But if you don't, oh, of course. If you didn't know, you know, Kinchin has been the series. He was writing a like a sequel series to Kinchin, a continuation series, yeah. And it got cut when that happened, but they have not stopped like promoting Kinchin. Like Kinchin is still, you know, he was in Jump Force. Um, you know, he was right. in. You know, his oh, yeah. stories are still getting published. Uh, the author is still reaping financial benefit from the sales of Kinchin. There's no no cutoff there. Um, Kinchin is still like on things. Like when they do jump crossovers, collaborations, he is still heavily promoted. Um, right. So that's a big thing. And then the third big one from Shonen Jump is the author of Toriko. Um, and you guys know this one, right? No? Okay, so I'll back it up as well. For those that aren't aware, before uh, the author of Toriko, his name is Mitsutoshi Shimabakuro. Wait, wait, pause. Yeah. I'm the only one who read all of Toriko, huh? I read almost all of it. I, I like I... probably 200 plus chapters of it. I don't think I've read it. guy is like fork and knife? Yeah. Okay. Don't I, was really, I was really into it for a hot minute. I was really into it for a hot minute and got past the. Uh, there was some art, Kenny, where there was a really buff, like head person. And they had to go to some sort of like god continent to like get the what was going to be like the final. They saw it as like the god item. It was like Tariko's like ultimate thing on his like menu right. or some crap. The meat, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was literally called. I literally got to like the start of that arc and just bailed on it. Like I never went back to it. Um, which is worry, stupid it. because I think it ended in like less than a hundred chapters after I stopped. So yeah. I could probably go read it if I wanted, but I I got bored honestly. So Zariko's like actually it ended ended yeah yeah it got it got a full ending know. yeah. So okay so check it so Tariko's author way long ago uh, long before he wrote Tariko 
actually while he was writing his first manga, which was about baseball, I think, um, he was serialized in Jump, also got accused, and uh, ended up getting time in jail for sexual harassment against minors, okay? Went to jail, served his full sentence. It was like two years or something. I think he got out early on good good behavior or something. Two years? Yeah. So yeah, D- David. Yes. That's, and that's. I, I mean, I know you said it was different, but I didn't think it was actually. Yeah, I think bad. he got out in like a year too. I don't think he served the full time. Um, because wow. he was like good good behavior or something. Uh, gets out and then proceeds to come back to jump and get uh, like right to Rico. Like after he wow. did all this, jump was just like, oh yeah, no big deal. Let him come and submit more more manga and get serialized and, and do Toriko and do it to fruition. Uh, beginning to end, right. you know, no issues. And I get it that, like, in some capacity, we have to allow, like, you know, he went to jail, he served his time, he got out, he's done nothing wrong since. I think that there's right. a bit of an argument to be made there that, you know, maybe he shouldn't be barred from, like, not being able to have a job again. Um, you know, and I think that there's some viability. I think that, for sure, there's a conversation we had about Shima Bakuro because, seemingly, the uh, this is weird to say because Japan's justice system is just so much different, but like seemingly the justice system work, he went to jail, he served his time, he's done nothing wrong since, and he's now been rehabilitated and is back working again at, at his career, um, which right. should be a viable thing. Obviously in the US, if you go to jail, like you're kind of fucked out of that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Especially if you go to jail for something like tangent. that. It's kind of a tangent, but yeah, I think like prison should be primarily used for rehabilitating people mm-hmm. and not fucking people over so in japan's case in their system i mean if it worked out for that person then good it's i mean i don't know it's 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 tricky yeah and that's uh, the to tough to. that's tough right so shima bakuro it's it's really tough to have too big of a conversation on him because in yeah. some ways I, it's that's not crazy, a though. huge deal and so obviously people supported trico it was a pretty big phenomenon i would say trico was one of the more popular manga during its run I, kind of it was you got to hang out with goku and, and luffy yeah yeah toriko goku and luffy did a crossover so i um, i think toriko was the precursor to what shokugeki no some ended up being you know 100 percent. yeah i think food wars rides the tales of toriko um yeah. which is dope and cool like fantastic and i'm happy shima bakuro and supposedly shima bakuro is like best friends with oda like they hang out like they are buddies um wow. which is interesting to say the least but uh <clears throat> so there's your three concepts, all right? So Act Age that just happened. That is fresh news. That is like that just happened. They just cut Act Age. So I don't know what do you guys think. Like what what do they do? I mean, what do, the author, especially who's a young woman, uh, she did absolutely nothing wrong, and she just lost her right. job because her shithead writing partner decided yeah. to go diddle little kids, which is super messed up. Right. Um, I would be surprised if she's not. Too. Yeah, yeah her, the whole yeah, and think of all the artists and all the other people who were working on that team. Um, yeah. that just lost their jobs because this dude's a fucker, honestly, for lack of a better word. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they canceled it. Like, as, like instead, they asked her, hey, do you want to keep doing this or you want to take you and your team and develop your own story? I wouldn't be surprised if, if she's got something in the works that yeah. is for her passion project. I think we all and hope maybe, that that... I, that's a great... That'd be great. I think that we'd all love to see that, right? She's really yeah. talented. I looked at some of her artwork... I've not read Act it's Age good. either, but I think she's a pretty talented artist. Um, so I, Act Age is, uh, it. I don't know. I read. I basically read Shonen Jump cover to cover. Yeah, and I know cover to cover, cover to cover through mouth. Virtually, strength, but, uh, 
Act Ages was just like not fun or shonen. I I don't know. Like Black Clover. Okay, Black Clover is the ultimate best anime of all time. Here's how you make a shonen anime. You make them whack big things and get stronger every week and overcome things with friendship, and that's it. And Black Clover in the beginning was like, oh, I don't know. Uh, and then it was like, you know what? Fuck that. It, all it is gas, that equation to the T. All gas, no breaks. I, I don't think that you can go to or you can't go more than three weeks of Black Clover without being in the middle of them. There are two characters fighting within three weeks of each other. No matter what, without fail. It, it, there's no no time off, no breaks, just, what's up, we're fighting again. And that's it. That's big yikes, And, and Act Age is not that. No, that's absolutely not. not. Act Age is not that. Act Age, in my mind, is probably one of those shows that's very similar to, like, Ichigo 100%, uh, Hatsukoi Limited, you know, almost like the the slightly more romance and drama side of Shonen Jump because those have existed and done well before. You know, you have Nisa to think Koi. that Nisekoi, there are certainly drama and and romance. Well, that ran in Shoujo in a Shoujo series. It didn't oh, run in Shonen okay. Jump. So the main, was a Shonen Jump. the main things are that, yeah, it's like Shonen Jump is pretty much all gas, no breaks, top to bottom with a couple comedy series thrown in. But having like, uh, what about Yuna and the Haunted Hot Springs? That was one that was a little more romance drama. Yeah, and it's like a, it, that was more of a comedy yeah, 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 it, but in tits. Um, it, it was a yeah. It's, it was it's very. I, actually, you know, the Haunted Hot Springs was very Ranma one half, but that's interesting because Ranma, you know, didn't run in. Yeah, but I got you. I got you. Okay, I, so I, I think you know we're in this new. So if you didn't know, also, and Kitty, I think you know this, David. You probably don't. Uh, now, David, have you heard of the Promised Neverland? Which it just rings ended. a bell. It rings, it a, rings bell. a bell. Have you heard of Demon Slayer? Yes. Okay. Was just in it. I actually watched Demon. You did. I did. Okay, well, let's talk about that in one episode in the future. Demon Slayer coming soon. Um, but uh, so yes, we got Promise Neverland, Demon Slayer. Have you heard of the series Haikyuu? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, which is not over, but it's is coming. very close. Yeah, it's about to happen. Um, yeah. what's the other one? Wait, am I missing one? It, is it about to happen for reasons like? No, no, it's just it's come it's coming to his natural. Yep, so Honestly, every week I'm so excited about Haikyuu. It's the best manga in Shonen Jumper. So to put it simply, Promise Neverland, Haikyuu, Demon Slayer, and now Act Age. All of these were fairly large Shonen Jump properties that had all started mm-hmm. to bud into pretty huge fan bases, to say the least. And yeah. all now have just finished. They're gone. Um Wait, Shonen Demon Slayer 2? Yep, Demon Slayer. Here, here's the thing. Demon Slayer was on the downward trend before anime came out. Like, I think they really? either were told to wrap up or maybe had already because it just started rushing everything. And oh. then the anime came out, and Ufa Table does what they do best, and they make animes that are mangas that were like uh, pretty good. I liked Demon Slayer. I was reading it. Demon but Slayer's animation is so good. That animation, bro? Oh, so fresh. Good. Fresh, fresh to death, y'all. Fresh Unbelievable. And speaking, everybody's like, speaking of UFO cool. table, aren't they? I think they, I think they did one of the shows we're talking about tonight. Uh, did they do. They really? I think UFO did table did erased. Erased? Let me double check. If I, I wouldn't be surprised because Erase's animation is pretty good, too. It was pretty slick. So I, I want to say it was. I, I have to double check Ufo my. UFO table also does notes. all of the, the, fate, the fate series. They do? Oh. Okay. oh, I messed up, I messed up, I messed up. Uh, UFO Table oh. did not do a race. I'm a, I'm a booty. Um, 
Fate's animation, it's all. They do all the Fate, okay? Erased was also, uh, A1 I'm Pictures. I'm the Resident Fate guy, too, oh. okay? A1 Pictures. Okay, so... Um, yeah, so all those series are coming to an end. So Act Age coming to an end also more abruptly than the other ones. Promise Everland, ta- uh, Promise Everland, um, Demon Slayer, and Haikyuu have reached a natural conclusion. Uh, they were right. written to an ending. Uh, Act Age obviously more abruptly, but that's essentially just like four shonen powerhouses just boop knocked out. So Two of which are already over. Uh, Demon Slayer and Promise Neverland are over. Over done. Like, they have already st- stopped publication. In oh, Act Age is too, Kenny. It's gone as of, like, I'm pretty yeah, sure they have one chapter yeah. left or something, and then they're going to... It's gone. You know, they're I not going to make it I think Haikyuu will have three or four more weeks. Haikyuu's got a little bit left, but it's coming to an end. But there's one... You know, Haikyuu's my favorite manga, and I think the best manga in Shonen. But there's one ruler that rules them all, and you one know piece, who it right? is. No, not One Piece. Go away, one Kenny! Piece, one Piece is for sure. Like, One Piece is like the old guard. There's one new manga that rules them all, and it's My Hero Academia, bro. Yeah, that oh, shit. That so, I mean, no. to talk about it, to talk about it right now. So, Shonen Jump is being carried by three series, right? So, with all those shows on their way out, even though they were all up and coming, you've got three series that are carrying the the magazine now, and that's One Piece, My Hero Academia, and Black Clover. And so, we already touched on Black Clover a little bit, and you know, the three of us are all big. David, you've watched all of My Hero, or no? Yes, I've okay. I've at least read up to where the anime is at. And and then some, so I'm okay. caught up. Okay, right. And the manga, I only watch. I only watch the anime, so that's one thing we'll have to be careful on. Is I only watch the anime, so I'm only where the latest episode of the anime was, the last season. Oh, the latest arc's kind of ass. Ah, okay. No, what? Gentle <laughs> Criminal is my favorite villain. Yeah, everybody's hated. Everyone hated on it. I thought the anime did a good. The one thing we have, I have to remember about my hero is that no matter how bad the story might get. The art, animation, and direction of the animated series, of the anime itself, oh, has been oh, spot yeah. on. It, beginning to end, yeah. no questions. It's exactly how you do a Shonen Jump anime. If we're going to blame anybody for that arc, it's Kohei Horikoshi's fault, the author, right. for writing maybe not the most like entertaining arc ever. Um, it was, it was, a, it was intentionally a decompress arc. Yeah, it was. After what had just happened, uh, we had our first real good character death. You, you had... You Don't had spoil it too much, Kenny. Being... Huh? Don't spoil it too much because we want to give someone so we want to give some oh. gas to a My Hero episode. I think we need a full podcast episode for My Hero. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no but spoilers, but we'll keep a lot the... of really important things happen. We'll keep My Hero to its own episode so we can tell people, hey, this is the My Hero spoiler episode. Be ready. Yeah. Um, uh, but yes, but I agree. It was intentionally a decompressing arc. The last two so episodes it, of the anime, though, of the season, baller aff, dude. Like. No questions yeah. asked. The last two episodes, I was so hyped for what comes next. I I'm psyched for next season because when they animate the villain arc, oh my oh, god, oh yeah, it's gonna be a fun boys, one. Too. That, boys, that will be really good. Oh no, spoilers! No Don't spoilers. spoil me either because I'm like that's not spoiler. That's not that doesn't tell you anything. Like what arc? Does it tell you anything, bro? Okay, but yeah, so those are your three. Those are your three boys holding it down at Shonen Jump. So Shonen Jump's in a really unique place. You know, we're three Shonen heads. A lot of people who watch anime are Shonen. Fans. I mean, at the core, the core base of anime is shonen, right? You've got a uh, pretty heavy um, in another world. One of the isekai, like anime, has a lot of isekai, yeah. and there is still pretty steady shojo and seinen series that hold things down that that have stayed continuing and and maintain momentum. Uh, and then you have some more experimental shows, things like Japan Sinks and Devil May Cry Baby, those types of shows that are kind of in their own medium. Um, right. But for the most part. A large portion of anime that comes out every season 
is Shonen. And so Shonen is at the core, and at the core of Shonen, the masterpieces of Shonen, the most best-selling, is all Shonen Jump. Um, when you get right down to it, the top 10 series, the series that have sold the most, it usually comes back to Shonen Jump as a core. You know, when you've got One Piece, you've got Dragon Ball, you've got series like Naruto, you've got series like, uh, and Fairy Tale's not in Shonen Jump, but it's a very high-selling series as well. Attack on Titan, which ran on another another magazine, but also high-selling Shonen series. Um, so we're in a very unique place for Shonen. Attack on Titan's about to end also, just so you guys know. Fairy yeah. Tale been over, it's done. Um, you know, yeah, Nar- they're, they're doing that continuation. Naruto's like, long gone. Um, Bleach is getting a new season of the anime, but it's it's over. Um, no, it's not. Burn the Witch is coming. Burn the Witch is, I guess, coming. Burn we'll the Witch that. is coming. We all think Wait, that that's going to be great. a continuation after the the war? Yeah, yeah. it's two years after. Mm-hmm. The one-shot is two years after. Burn the Witch is set in the future of the Bleach world, dude. Bleach. Just Bleach. Oh, settle well, I, in. Guess I, I guess I'm behind then on the news of Burn the Witch then. you got to get into it, man. Okay, so... Just read the one-shot. Okay? Uh, yeah, right. and that'll be wild. Uh, Whatever. And, yeah. you know, Naruto feels... And it's just weird because, like, Naruto's not technically dead. Drag, you know, Dragon Ball Super is supposed to have another season coming out. Barto right. doesn't, doesn't look like it wants to end ever because it's just a heaping pile of trash. Um... And it was so disappointing because you know, that, so that money. Tony or Piero said, "Let me get that money, though." Naruto <laughs> should have just been that one movie. The Absolutely. movie was great. It was good. The movie was great. It was good. It was good. You can't inter- your character. Naruto is broken to bits. But so he back unparalleled. <laughs> he really is. Okay, so back to the, the big part here. The Kenny said, "What are you going to?" Um, what are you the big do? the big conversation here though is what is what is shonen in the twenty twenties. You know, right now we have we have settled into this place where we've got, and my hero's not slowing down. It's an international phenomenon. Black Clover is very popular, no questions asked. Um, uh, One, One Piece Man. is staying where it is. You know, One Piece isn't going anywhere. But what's Shonen's next thing? What's what's happening? You know, that's where our news is about this week. So, what are we thinking? Uh, so there's a couple new mangas, uh, but none of them have really, I don't know, started to stand out. Uh, it does take some time, though. Like I said, Black Clover, I wasn't super interested in in the beginning, but once they kind of found their formula to just, like, throw everything at the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, like I, I actually, I liked Haikyuu from the beginning, but My Hero, I remember, I remember, I remember this. I remember reading it, I, I think, ten chapters. And I said, this is going to explode. This is going to be the biggest anime and manga in the entire world. My favorite memory, I, Kenny. I remember it because we were at Akon in. You did it. You said it to me. I will never forget. David. It was 2014. Must have been. It was before the anime had come out, but after the manga had been pretty good in. We were 40 40 chapters. You had been reading the manga, and I remember we were at Akon. You said, Jerry, where's all the My Hero merch? Where's the My. I was like, what the hell is that, Kenny? He was like, Jerry. He said, Jerry, when it goes, when there's an anime, he said it's going to be the biggest thing ever. I said, you're an mm-hmm. idiot, Kenny. I was like, everything you like is bad. Um, and yep. one year later, dude, I, you couldn't walk through Akon without... Cons? Yeah, you could all cosplaying it. Is. Yeah, it was, like, it was like, literally, like, everyone was Deku. There was, like, you know, UA yep. Summer. I was like, you son of a bitch, Kenny. You were right. I know. I, know. I knew it, bro. It was, it was too easy. It's because, like, one, Bakugo is the coolest Lancer we've ever seen, ever, in a shonen manga. Cooler than Vegeta ever was. Bakugo yeah. is a good, kind-hearted individual that wants to kill and explode everything, okay? And literally. Deku, Deku is a perfect shonen protector. He is weak, but strong. Mm-hmm. 
in that. That's a shonen protagonist. That's it. He's he's unbelievably weak, but also the most powerful individual in the world. That's shonen. Uh, Jesus Christ. I think you're right, Kenny. I think that you've got it pinned down. Uh, One thing I keep telling everyone to look out for, right? I think that Dr. Stone is going to last a long time. I like like Dr. Stone. I mean, I think it's going to last a long time. Yeah, it's Shonen Jump, David, yes. Okay. I think Dr. Stone's going to be here a while. I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah, I I think it's going to stick around, and the anime did pretty good, so I think it's going to keep coming. Um, By the same guy that wrote Ice Shield 21. Yep. Yep. So it doesn't surprise me. You know, he's got a hand in Shonen Jump. He knows what's up. And the artist, Boichi, has done, like, two mangas prior to this, too. So um, I, I read one of them, and it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, you, I think that he used to write, too, so it's good that he partnered with a writer, I think. Yeah. Um, so then you've got Dr. Stone, which is going to go somewhere. I don't think it's ever going to be... It's not going to be my hero, you know? Like, you're not going to no. see... Doctor Stone everywhere. You will see it at cons. You will see it so on and so forth. It's going. It's going to be prevalent. You know. I think Doctor Stone is going to fulfill a sort of not like literally Gintama, but Gintama ran in Shonen Jump for a very long time. Long ass. And and like it's it's good. It's not Ultimate Shonen, but it's good. And no, it's, it's good. And, yeah. Yeah. So did that freaking um that sumo manga ran for like two hundred chapters and only got like one. Got like one season of the anime and that was it. And then it like nobody it never caught on. That was another weird one. I think Dr. Stone will, out, will beat out that. You know, it's gonna be more popular than that. Um I, I think we have to talk about Jujutsu Kaisen, which I think we need to have a conversation about in a couple months when the anime yeah. airs. The anime comes out later this year, David. Um it's a brand new shonen anime. It's got a sort of a spirits. It seems very bleach influenced, is what I would describe it as. Um I, I love bleach, so everyone will say I think people I think girl, bleach, sign me up. People have described it as this generation's Bleach, Um, so I'm curious to see where the... I have not read it. I'm waiting for the anime, which comes out in October, I think, Um, so we'll have to give it a shot and talk about it on the the podcast once it comes out. Um, People are saying it might be... It might hold it down. I don't know. I mean, the manga is doing very well, so the anime just has to kind of live up to it and help propel it a little bit more, and I think it could do well. Um, And then you've got... uh, What else is the other one in Shonen Jump? Chainsaw Man. I'm just going to say Chainsaw Man, David, the best. Maybe yeah, one of the I, I don't know what that is. That sounds ridiculous. Kenny and I have it's, read the manga. And it's one of the best manga I've ever read. It's incredible. It, I mean, yeah, it's just... It, it's, it's. If Kenny says that... I have never it, felt like I'm at, on speed while reading a manga until I read Chainsaw Man, dude. Like, its energy is jumping off the page. Like, it feels like you're on drugs when you're reading this. Like, the art is surrealistic. The style mm-hmm. is unbelievably fast-paced. The humor is... I think I've read, like, the first few chapters of that, actually. Some some chapters of Chainsaw Man do not have... Dave, he's got a chainsaw. He's got a chainsaw that comes out of his head, dude. He's got a chainsaw. That's pretty much it. Um, Genji is my... It is is definitely an artistic absurdity for Shonen Jump. It's not well... It's hard to call it well-drawn... It's well drawn in its surrealistic style. It's not. It's not. It's not like traditional anime. I think if it gets animated into a series, we need to get someone that is a very talented mm-hmm. director. You need someone who does more of a, a a liquid style of animation. It can't look like it can't look like um, Sword Art Online. You know that would it would look ass if someone like that did it. It's got to be a very did, did, like. Get the Devil Man Cry Baby guy. Yeah, you need the guy. Yeah, you need him or Mamoru Hoda. Psycho. 
the guy, the art, yes, uh, uh, Mamoru Hoda, I think is his name, the guy that did Summer Wars and the Boy and the Beast, Kenny. I think he could do justice to Chainsaw Man. Um, that's, I mean, yo, like that shit would pop off if it was by him. But Chainsaw Man, I want to, I, I am telling everyone that reads Shonen that is into anime to look out for it. I think that what what comes in the future for Chainsaw Man could be uh, explosive. I think that once it is, hits, there, is there news for its animation at all or? Not yet. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. I think it, usually they don't even get, like, they don't start talking about deals until they hit about 100 chapters. And I think the manga's coming up, what, 80? Nearing 80? Yeah. I think we'll hear something in the next year, David. That's what I'll say. It, I, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It may end soon. And that, that might be good for it, for the anime side of it. It, it could be a 12-episode, you know? I do think there's still, there's still a, lot of, a lot of threads that have not been tied up, but it... Might be winding down, but it, I think it is intentionally telling its own story. Mm-hmm. It may not be done soon, but I think that at least our first like major plot arc is coming to it. So. Sweet. Okay, or boys, it, we have done good. about forty minutes of of good news updates, all this stuff. So let's jump in. Let's spend the next uh, you know forty minutes, little over, Great talking about. Jerry. Let's talk about. Our, <laughs> let's talk about our series that we have planned for this this episode. So. Uh, I'll go ahead and give like a frontal warning right now. From this point forward, there's going to be spoilers for Tower of God and Erased. So if you haven't seen either series, uh, choosing to go forward is really up to you. We, you know, we'd love for you to stick with us, and maybe we're going to try our best to not ruin it too much. Uh, but we are going to definitely talk about the endings of both these series because they need to be talked. I about. won't ruin Erased. Yeah. So um, <laughs> just prep yourself. Uh, but we, you know, I have we have opinions on it. So we're going to talk about Tower of God. We're going to talk about Erased. And uh, that's going to be our two for this episode. So if you want to jump ahead, uh, jump to the end of the podcast now. That's fine. Uh, if not, join us and let's let's tear these puppies a new one, y'all. I want to start with potentially the worst anime I have watched in fucking years. Tower of God might be the worst anime I have watched. You don't in a mean very that. Lo- I no okay. It, I like Tower of God. No matter how bad I want to put it, guys, I have watched. You know, I watched. Anywhere between four to ten anime a year, give or take. I really don't watch that many, right? Every year I pick a couple that I really like. I, I watch them. I might watch a couple backlog. I don't watch enough of the crap that comes out to to like say, like, oh, Tower of God is definitely better than X, Y, and Z, right? Most of what I watch is stuff that gets lots of high ratings. It's told to be good. I go into it you know, expecting that, so on and so forth. And Tower of God was hyped to oblivion, right? the most hyped anime of uh, the summer, or whatever you want to call the weird season that happened. What are we calling it, Kenny? Sp- spring. spring. It was really the spring. It was, It was. I think, technically spring, and it yeah. it trailed in the summer a little bit. Popular Anwa, too? I what? argue it's the most popular webtoon of all time, yeah. Right. I'd there say are it's... Webtoon. I would say Tower of God is the most popular webtoon of all time. Right, right, right. right. And it is webtoon by a Korean webtoon. author. Yeah, webtoons are created to be scrolled through on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, instead of like a manhwa is still like a book, yeah. Right, manga. Uh, yeah. A manhwa. I assume because there was like Korean, because like in a what is it, God of High School? There's like a lot of Korean esque things in it, so I was oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, it's Seoul. I mean, right? Oh, I <laughs> yeah. Fuck me then, right? <laughs> so let's get in just briefly. So for those of you that haven't watched it yet. Tower of God is the story of what is his name fucking Bam or Ban? I don't know. Okay, I Bam is all, 
I'll it's, explain. It's okay. BAM, right? B-A-M, right? B-A-M. Okay, B-A-M. so the name... Okay. The story of God of High School is about a child named 25th BAM. And he's Where named after... God? Uh, Tower of God. I'm Tower, Tower of God. God. Tower of God. Uh, okay. Tower of God is uh, about 25th BAM, which is the name of the day that Rachel found him. It's Rahel. the name. It's the name of the simp who loves yeah. Rahil. No, I'm Bam. Twenty fifth Bam is a simp. He's a simp, and that's it. Um, and he sucks the he sucks the titty of his mama Rachel. That's also his girlfriend. That's also his mother. Who right. has nothing to do with him? So everybody who, yeah. exists within Pretty this much. tower. Okay, and in order to climb the tower. You have to be allowed to by one of the administrators, uh, the bunny guy, whatever. Head on, Jiraiya. Um, head on uh, is the first. He's voiced only... by Jiraiya, David. Really? Yeah. Oh, I actually the voice. Yeah, the voice actor for the little bunny dude in the anime was Jiraiya in the Japanese oh, wow. in the Japanese dub. Japanese head on was Japanese uh, Jiraiya. I don't think it was the same English dub, but. And so, to basically, our character Bam starts to try to climb this tower. And if you climb to the top of the tower, your wishes are granted. That's that's basically the intro to the story. Now there is an assload, and I mean an assload, of information that you do not know and you do not learn in this anime. That I read an enormous amount of Wikipedia articles. And I genuinely do not know anything about this. Like, it's, there's so much information in this. I, I think that shonen animes often do this where they just spiral out of control. And it's like, they don't know. Any, it's like they, they had no idea where. So they just. I'm like, uh, yeah. Like, then, like, like, for example, there's like the, what, like the 12 princesses of. I can't jihad. Jihad. No, there's not twelve jihad princesses. There are only twelve weapons that jihad grants to the twelve to the ten families. It's, and that, that's not explained in the in the first no. season. No, it's not explained. They at just all. call they just call them the twelve princesses of jihad. That's what they're referred to as right. the whole series. And on top and of that, that, oh, you go, David. Oh, I was just I was just going to ask, like, what is the name of their uh, their form of Nen in this universe? Oh, uh, uh, Jesus, like. Water so, or some something with like shinsu. 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 It's shinsu. Yeah. The whole concept of shinsu. I, I love things like that in anime when they have like this whole like very structured thing that exists. They kind of like right. roots the universe. They're, they're magic. And, yeah, and it's like it's mentioned, and there's no real explanation of like how it works or. And like I'm not expecting like a whole scientific, you know, approach to how this works, but but I wish we did. I think about I one of the did. greatest, one of the great. I will fight anyone who didn't like the uh, tower arc in Hunter Hunter. Right? The reason why that tower arc works is because for fucking twenty episodes or whatever, they teach us the audience everything about Nin, and it, it never yeah. breaks its own rules. My Nin is Nin is a finite. It is a, it is a finite type of system that the author spent a lot of time to teach us and he taught it to us in an arc right we were both developing gon's character learning about killua learning about hisoka um while also being taught literally like going to class we were being taught how to use nin throughout the whole damn thing and it is fire you don't it's not boring the fights are epic tower god 
it literally feels like someone shit Shinsu out. It call it Shitsu for all I care. That it didn't make damn sense. That dude, yeah. he fucking these might as well be Aquaman. I don't know where the hell this power comes from. But no, well, nothing. I can't. In the Tower of God, all the creatures are aquatic. They're eels. And because of that, they exist within Shinsu. And as you go higher, there's a more pressurized Shinsu. And so that's why the, the main fighters are called fishermen. It's because it's yeah. water. I don't. Shinsu becomes more pressurized and heavier as you go higher. And so a majority of the evil monsters and creatures in the tower are aquatic. And so that, that, cool. that cool. I, great, I, love, great. I love the baseline of it. I, yeah. I love like where it starts. Also, Bam is made completely of Shinsu. Or, I don't say it again, David. He's leaving Shinsu. No, I was just going to say that like, yeah, I, I was really, one of my favorite parts of Tower of God was when, you know, near the end, where they're all broken up into like their classes, basically, mm -hmm. and kind of learning more about what they're best at, you know, where the weaknesses and just, like proving themselves in terms of battling. Right. And it doesn't. I feel it didn't like really get explained more than oh, bye. Bye. you know. Here are your classes. Here's what these roles mean. Have fun. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I was kind of, I was kind of lost. Just, I like, agree. The same Shinsu is like Shinsu is introduced. Here's what it is. Imagination. Yeah. You so. wanna? Here's my favorite part about. Okay. He introduces it as one thing, and then it grows into another thing. You're ten. You're, and then finally you're introduced to what Nin always was supposed to be, and that was your Zetsu, right? Mm. And Nin never broke its own rules, even before we knew what Zetsu was, mm -hmm. right? Hisoka used his nin in the first arc. He uses it in the first arc. You just don't see it. Another yeah, great another great shonen that has used literally the exact same idea there is hockey in One Piece. A concept that was too weak for our characters to understand for the first half of the series. They learn it after the time skip, and then all of a sudden, you are able to understand multiple feats, multiple things that have occurred prior to um, this, because Oda has always had this concept um, in some way, shape, or form following us throughout the series, we our characters just had to learn it. So we, as the audience, learned it with them. Um, yeah, Shinsu... Shinsu is ass. Yeah, Shinsu doesn't do any of that. It doesn't make do... no sense. It explains nothing. And I guess at the same time, like, just play devil's advocate, like, compares, comparing it to those animes where they've had, you know, like we've said, like, a whole arc, a whole season, basically, just explaining that principle... Whereas in this is, you know, just touching a few episodes. Maybe there's definitely going to be a season two. Maybe in season two, it's, you know, it's definitely going to be touched on more. Hopefully it's touched yeah. on much more to like. I mean, it has to. Right? Of, I mean, and I mean, yeah, the, the manga or the webtoon is, you webtoon. know, hundreds of chapters, David. So there's a lot of content to go. And the series was way more popular probably than anyone expected. And uh, I fully expect. Um, I fully expect there to be more in the future. Crunchyroll is going to put absolutely. more money into it. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to get another season. So uh, let's get into some of the specifics of like why. So Kenny, you pretty much nailed the plot for us. You've kind of wrapped up the plot. The series right. is around Bam and his journey up the tower. Um, and mm -hmm. throughout that, we meet more characters. Obviously, there are more people. Um, 
there's more people involved. You know, you start to learn a little bit about backstories and history, right. so on and so forth. Um, right. You uh, meet great, great value killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ain't that the truth? Um, you meet Rock. You meet you meet that. I don't even remember the guy's name, Kenny. What was his Coon? name? Coon. Coon. You meet Coon. these the hierarchy. You kind of meet the people that are running or like uh, in charge of like making the test continue. What are they? I don't remember what they were called either. They were these proctors. Uh, rankers. Yes. So rankers. Rankers climbed, climbed the tower one time. Only. Right. So you've got all these rankers that are involved now, and they're they're the ones proctoring the exam and. Um, you know, so on and so forth. So, the big, the big thing that I I think we probably are all going to agree on: the animation, the artwork, and the music for the series and the right. direction for it were all very well done. I mean, the music is probably my favorite thing. Opening yeah, yeah. it's probably my number one favorite. Yep. The the people in charge of making the way this series looks look the way it did, um, did phenomenal. Uh, there's, I don't think there's much that we could even dissect. Uh, maybe there were some off-model moments. Some of the characters were a little stale here or there. The action was maybe more attention to detail than some of the additional scenes that did look a little bit shaky. Um, but stylistically, it felt really consistent. The director did a really good job. Uh, I don't know if you guys have additional thoughts on the art, animation, or music. But overall, there's a feeling created in Tower of God that is consistent it is watchable. It looks good. Uh, it feels like a twenty-first, you know, it feels like a modern anime. It really yeah. does, um, and it and it looks sharp. It doesn't look like a, uh, you know, it, it's the first anime produced by Crunchyroll, created by Crunchyroll. It doesn't look well. It's not technically. I think there was like one or two that came before this that were kind of ass. People don't talk about them. I think one was about like uh, girls that were, or it was like buff guys that turned into like sailor soldiers, uh, like Sailor Moon. Do you guys remember that? No, I mean, I want to watch that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some series. There's something Crunchyroll produced like in 18, I think, and it's about dudes that like transform into like sailors. Um, they even wear like skirts and stuff. Go look it up. Um, I think there was another one in there somewhere. Whatever. This is the first like highly promoted Crunchyroll original, right? Uh, yeah. you know, spinning it, showing it. This is Crunchyroll original, and it looks great. It just, I mean, I, I don't. Again, thoughts on that, guys? Like the look and feel of the show. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I. Both of the Crunchyroll originals now have just been great, great animation, and you know the music has been good. I, mm-hmm. I, I have nothing, nothing bad to say about how they've been doing the. You know, I, story is a given, right? They're just adapting. <laughs> now that's where, yeah. yeah so we have to uh, after, yeah. But <laughs> David, did you have thoughts on the art animation or? No, I mean I was just going to back that up by like I agree. It's honestly. Like the music, the art style, the animation, the characters, even like I, I love the characters in Tower mm-hmm. of God. I think they're all pretty unique. I, I'm so curious about their backstories. We didn't really get that much into a lot of them. Some we did. Right. Um, it's just more than anything, the plot fucking sucks so far. And yeah. I know it's just 12 episodes. You can't really do a whole lot in 12 episodes. And I know there will be more, but just like siloing this season alone, yeah. the plot's ass. Yeah. And I think that, so, yeah, I agree. I think that in some ways even the actual art director, whoever did the the art for, the not the animation, but the artwork for the anime, the anime itself, I think that they actually improved 
the webtoons artwork in some ways. I think they actually made the characters yeah. look more on model. I think they they improved some of the coloring. I think uh, they did some stuff that I liked a lot more than what I saw of the webtoon. The webtoon um, did go through a transition too. Uh, it like it looked much worse in the beginning. Than yeah, it was now. that's what I'm saying. So they took this the beginning parts and they made it look consistent, which is something that was needed to help improve yeah. that series as a whole. If it stays consistent, it'll match the later style of the of the webtoon too. So right. it's going to look really <laughs> sharp. We have to talk about three components, right? So we have to talk about pacing. We have to yes. talk about actual plotting, the direction of the plot. And then we have to talk about dialogue. Because you could sit there and watch a very beautifully directed, arted, artistic, blah, blah, blah. But what captivates audiences are those three things. And I think that Tower of God might have been the worst at those three things of any show I've watched. I, I can't... Uh, recently. Any show I've watched recently. There might be a couple others I've seen in the past that are definitely worse. Sure, But sure. It, it, it did not succeed in those three areas in any way for me it didn't it didn't captivate me and therefore it lost me on all three of those components the the pacing the plotting and the dialogue i think they were all very and oh my the last episode i oh my god every episode of tower of god did all it did was asked a ton of questions and gave us no answers <laughs> write it down Jimmy. that's tower of god that's it <laughs> Why does Rachel go to the tower so bad enough to, tr- to want to kill Bam? Like, why? Why does she care? Where is Bam? Why what is, yeah, what is he? Where is Bam? What happened? Why is he in a pure shih tzu? Like, yeah. why? I don't, I don't know. Why, why did he explode in that yellow light? What, why does who his... was the girl that whacked him over the head? Why? Yeah, what the hell? And also, like, why does he want... Okay, he just exists to love Rachel? Like, what the fuck is his purpose? Like, he doesn't have his... Okay, the things that drive plot in shonen mangas and animes are very simple, right? Luffy wants to be king of the fucking pirates. Naruto wants to be the goddamn Hokage. Ichigo wants to fuck Rukia or something. I don't know. Um, wants he wants to protect his friends. He wants to protect his friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, which is something like that. Um, you know what I mean? You can boil down very anime simple. plot to something oh. simple. And the motivations never... The, the main character... They're so lovable oftentimes because they are they're consistent with their goal, right? We like to watch them move closer and closer to a big goal. That's what makes Shonen such a such a fun genre that can last for so long. Bam's character out the gate. He's the worst protagonist I've ever seen ass. in anime. Just pure ass. Worst, worst he, protagonist. He both is cool, but he's weak. And he's Funny, but he's sharp. I wouldn't and, say he's cool. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. The the author has no fucking idea what he is. That the author doesn't right. know Bam's personality because he doesn't have one. He is just right. a shonen soup. Like the the author just in some moments wants Bam to be gone, and in other moments he wants she wants Bam to be Goku, and in other moments the author wants Bam to be Luffy. You know, it, it doesn't. Right. They have just tried to adapt as many things into making bam but bam has no purpose he has no goal his only goal is to save rachel who not only you learn very quickly doesn't need saving but on top of that has also no fucking purpose uh, and exists in the tower for no reason she's Uh, garbage we don't know shit about her um i have so much oh go on oh i didn't mean to interrupt you finish no i just have so much to say about how poorly plotted the first season of Tower of God is. 
because it misses the mark every step of the way. I thought it was going to be this action-centric, level-hopping, many-people-killed-along-the-way story. Three episodes in, we're in a high school classroom almost, is what it felt like. All of a sudden, it was Tower of God Academia. Like, and then, exams. and then they were doing covert ops. Yeah. And I was like, the first three episodes established that this was going to be cutthroat. People were going to be dying left and right. Uh, this was going to be a real challenge. I was really invested all of a sudden. I was like, sounds badass. Episode four, they're like sitting in a classroom, like learning. And like, they now they're in now, the lunchroom. Now they're, oh yeah, they now. eat the lunchroom. Like the Tower of God lunchroom. What the fuck? And then all of a sudden know, they're man. like, they're not against each other. Then all of a sudden it became like a team sport. And I was like, right. there's only one winner, right? Like nobody has elaborated that there's been any extension. Only one of you fuckers is going to make it to the top. Um, right. And so they don't care about that. The motivations are completely irrelevant now. The, 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 there was like the one, okay, the back half of the story, there was the one guy who like works for the tower who's Level killing, up. he's trying to kill one no. of the princesses of Jihad, right? right. Remember him? He yeah. shows up. He's like, he's no. disguised. He's like trying to kill the Jihad princess because she's not a real Jihad princess. She's like an imposter or some shit because some, no, some princess like. But he like she like mated she like mated with not a not appropriate mate or something. So we've got no jihad princesses of jihad are not allowed to have children. Oh at all, yeah, there you go. So she's like and she's like sue you or something. She's like a freaking frog woman. Um for some kinds of things. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, dude. And so then you've got this like this guy from the tower trying to limit it, but like the others don't seem to fucking care. The jihad like, Bloodline exists only in the tower, while, like, many of the other characters come from outside the tower, right? Not right. very well, well explained. Technically, everybody exists within the tower. Jesus but Christ. But to be able to challenge the actual tower proper, you have to go through this... this See, game. it's a tower within a tower, Jerry. It's right. a tower with... Right. Tower set. The anime has decided, and on top of that, I, I the webtoon supposedly does, it, does more of this, but the anime decided... I don't care about the plot. I'm just going to make really slick action scenes. So it seems to hyper-focus. The episodes seem to have linear plot points around them with some sort of central action scene in each episode. Just to get you hyped up. You know, you're watching something really slick and pretty. There's battling, there's swords, there's killing. And you got this in every episode, right? There was, there was give or take, every episode there was some sort of slickly animated, um, very fast-paced action scene that looked really nice. And kind of gets you hyped up, you know, you got that energy from the show, but then when you sit down and actually think about why that was happening, you forget that, like, A, half the characters look like they, okay, some of the characters look like rip-offs from other animes, by the way. Zoro was, Zoro was there, I don't know why. Zoro was in the tower, did you remember that, David? He just showed up in, like, the, uh, the ring battles that they were having. I was like, guess, guess Zoro's in this show. Um, Yeah, yeah. And then the character that's, like, wrapped up in a sleeping bag? He's wrapped up in a sleeping... What kind uh, of bullshit? Word, that's like bro. barely... Like, that's not... Wrapped in a sleeping bag is not a character trait. That's not a character trait. That doesn't... That's no, not his character trait is that he's very sleepy. Yeah, I get it! I get it! <laughs> he's tired! He's so tired, man. That's I mean, his whole character, though. The God. fact that he's sleepy is his whole character. I, I think it was... It's just like... I think what makes it most frustrating... I think we all share this frustration... Is that mm-hmm. the anime starts it like introduces like fifty thousand things and 
like Katie was saying earlier, it's like 50,000 questions that are asked. And, and you're like, yes, I'm what nothing answer gets answered. Yeah, right. nothing gets answered. You're so it, it's you're frustrating. Like, yeah, exactly. You're like, I want an answer. And you watch, you know, a 25-minute episode and nothing gets answered. So you're, like, you're like, wait a second. Right now. What was that? Why? Exactly. What are they, yeah. Wait, why are they in a bubble water getting eaten by a slug? And I what? think if you analyze yeah. story and plot, right? <laughs> If you analyze story and plot of like successful series, even things like Lord of the Rings, um, iconic storylines and tales that have been told, like they grow success by setting up points in the story and then having conclusions within those. Right? You get satisfaction from concluding or learning about a piece. And I get that this is the first season, and there's going to be more. So many of those plots might get resolved. There might be resolution that we're not we're not getting yet. But when they were plotting out what was going to be the story for the first season, they needed to come up with pieces. Like, where are we going to conclude? Like, what are we going to do to wrap up this or this? Like, they needed to think about that. And this adapts, like, a large chunk. Like, I want to say, like, 40 or 50 chapters of the webtoon. Like, a pretty... It was a pretty generous chunk. Wait, really? Yes, this was a yeah. big chunk of the webtoon. You're telling me there's 50 chapters of... Crammed of into those webtoon, episodes. Mm-hmm. Where, for 50 chapters... Because I was thinking this is this would be like maybe one to two chapters an episode. Mm-hmm. No, like it's similar like, to like manga or manga well, anime. Webtoons have shorter chapters though. Yeah, think about that. They're they're shorter oh, chapters. Okay. Yeah. I want to say it's like a four so to like five. It's like a twenty page Mm-mm. chapter. Mm-mm. No. Uh, okay. no, it's uh, but I want to say they adapted like four or five chapters per episode, give or take, uh, of content. But it's because they jumped oh, okay. a lot. They they left a lot out. Is what I've read. Right. Blah blah blah. The animators and the storyline writers needed to make the dialogue more succinct. They needed to clean it up. They needed to make it sound more natural. Uh, I don't think any any of that sounded good. Uh, a lot of it would sh- was sharp. It was not... It didn't sound like what normal people say to each other. I mean, honestly, like, you can tell when dialogue doesn't feel right, and so sometimes the characters would interact. They would say things that just didn't make sense. No one could stay like... like a lot of one-liners. The only character that was consistent, beginning to end... His and who was a good character rock was is well Rock. Designed. There's no question about it. I mean, I, there's yeah. no question. Rock beginning to end is I, I can't fault him. Coon kind of didn't get away from what he was. Does that make sense? Like Coon was close. Rock is the only one that is just beginning to end. He was consistent. He was exactly how he was written. He sounded right when he talked to people. Um, he stayed in. The, the established character we know for him, he developed. We got a we got a piece out a little bit more as he, you know, the part where he like grew small and got big again, and like we learned more about his history, his existence, his uh, cooperation with others. We learned about him. He had a character, arguably, like there was right. something there. Um, but one yep. good character does not save a show. Like it just doesn't save an anime from from being humiliatingly I, bad. I agree. I think yeah. so. I think that a lot of new shonen anime and manga to introduce a world our main character doesn't know much but they know some things bam genuinely <laughs> does no he doesn't know anything yeah. he doesn't he genuinely doesn't know anything and so everything has to be explained to him and that is not a good anime right and something that most anime that i've watched that anyone when a character is good at something there is at least some sort of established world building that leads us to understand why the character is good at something, right? One Piece starts out with Luffy as a young kid who spends years on his island 
training to become as strong as the pirates he saw, right? Goku grew up, you know, well, he's an alien, um, but, you know, he grew up through martial arts tournaments, being trained by a martial artist. He has had, he had hands-on experience that led us to believe when he fights a monster or a person, he has skills that we were led to understand. Ichigo, uh, Natsu, these characters have, even if it's small, establishing shots, something, gone is a great example. Characters oh, yeah. have establishing basis for their like what they're providing. Bam yeah. just doesn't. He just didn't have anything. Uh, we like he just is good for no reason. Like he can just beat shit for no reason. He's a ball of shinsu that has a princess of jihad sword and that was just handed to him by tiddlywinks and now the other lady has to like walk up the stairs she's taking the stairs her, her plot was ah oh, shit i gotta take the stairs i don't even know why why are the stairs mc escher style why yeah, what the hell? why is that guy why is that guy evan so sh oh he's a dwarf there are dwarves yeah. in this yeah the what the whole there's just like questions after questions it's just nothing gets answered it's just like we're supposed to like as a viewer have, like already know it's like assumed that we already know what's going on when in reality we have no idea it's like there this is an again, anime this makes it frustrating yeah this is an what? anime you should like it here's a good fight it's tower of god that's the and whole like, thing. but like another thing too like the fights in tower of god are even that great honestly no. yeah like the fights just, are okay i like two fight scenes a lot i liked the fight scene where they're in the field and each of the characters splits off in a yes. group and they have to be in groups of three. Really yeah. well, well, it, it was, was such well. A debate because like I was excited to like see where it would go from there and yeah. then like it uh, just fell off. First three episodes. I liked the first three episodes. It just continued to go downhill after that. So yeah, that fight was great. I actually really liked the concept and the way it was executed of the side battle, right? The one where they were all in the cages and they had to buzz themselves in and like get the yeah. crown and sit on the throne. Yes. I thought that, that was creative. I thought it was creative. It was cool. Um, the, the character fights were good. I, I felt like directing wise, it looked really good. Um, and we got some motivation. Kuhn had sort of a scene where we kind of learned more about him and his skill. Um, Bam again was completely, uh, nothing made sense. Rachel was there. I don't fucking know. But the overall good fight scene, the back half where we've got the, uh, uh, the, you know, like the covert ops, whatever the fuck mission that they right. did, it was right. like they, there was like covert. Yeah. I don't know, and then and then you're talking about the tag game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then you've got off a hundred X hundred hundred exam. Yeah, and then you've got the last arc, right? Yeah. The last game they play to try to get Rachel's. To, They're in a bubble, and yeah. I. That one, I don't, I don't know what the hell happened. I don't There's know what the hell happened. There's an ecosystem or something. I don't know. Yeah, there were like, there were like trolls that were like or orcs or something that were like do, moving something, and they like they got caught up. Crab cycle. I don't know. Yeah, I was. Where are they in relation to the whale? Like, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I asked the same question, dude. I was like. I was like, what? I was like, this map makes no sense. I was like, listen, they're in a Shinsu bubble, getting consumed by this thing. Tons of different things. Eat the things. <sighs> I don't know. So I think to wrap like a whole season just to explain what was happening. They the, might... Yeah. Okay. So and, let's yeah. talk about the ending of the first season. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I thought the last episode was the one before the last episode, and I thought, okay, cliffhanger ending, great. Bam falls to his death. Yay. Um, we'll learn more next season. But then right, there was the, then the actual last episode happened. 
and it's this kind of flashback, you know, everything from Rachel's perspective that we've seen up until this point, all in mm-hmm. one episode. And surprise, 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 motherfuckers, M. Night Shyamalan was right in Tower of God the whole time. <laughs> Rachel's the- mad! Rachel's <laughs> evil, baby! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But <laughs> that character that whacked him over the head—that one's important. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. The last episode, you know, it did the whole. It did the. It's a trope. It's been done many times before, right? Where all of a sudden you switch the perspective, and now you've got a new vision. You know, look at all this stuff that's happened for the last twelve episodes or whatever. And last um, two, yeah. And it's like, oh, look! Now you see it from this new vision, and you see that, oh, wow. I missed this the whole time. She was evil the whole time. Look at this evil thing she did. Oh my gosh. It would have mattered more. I would have cared more if I gave a flying fuck about Rachel and Bam. <laughs> if I gave if they if the author had done any damn thing to make me care about those two characters, I would have cared. This could have been a interesting reveal. Um but it it wasn't. I didn't yeah. The author did nothing. The dialogue did we nothing. Know. We know that she found him in a cave. They got teleported to the other world. Now they're in the tower and they're fighting. And she, he just wants to save her, but surprise, she wants has her own motivation and doesn't give a fuck about Bam. And um, Bam was nothing to her all along. And blah 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 blah. I don't know, you know. And then, it be, makes no sense. It and it's sense. over. And season's over. You know, that's it. And then, you know, that's all we get. And then the season's over. And. It, it felt like a very unsatisfying... A, a season ending for a long-running series doesn't have to have, like, an ending, right? Because we know it'll come back for more. Sure. But it's got to have some sort of... Look at the first season of My Hero Academia, right? We know that that beginning, middle, and end is not the beginning, middle, and end of the entirety of My Hero. We knew that going in. This is a long-running series. But the final battle between All Might and the Nomu in the last episode of the first season, Hmm. it is a satisfying conclusion to a story that was started in episode one, right? And then when you get to episode, the next first episode, second season, you're able to open another piece, another component, another arc. And each season, they pick a beginning, middle, and end of the manga to adapt and drop it into a season. Whoever Hmm. was in charge of that, that for Tower of God. This may not be the author of the manga's fault. This may not be... Who knows who was in charge? Someone on the staff was in charge of this. Whoever was responsible for selecting what chunk of this story was going to get adapted absolutely boofed it. I mean, just straight boofed it, guys. Like, just just boofed it. I mean, just... It felt so unsatisfying, so distasteful, uh, and I, I can't go back on, like, how disappointing it was thematically, uh, storyline-wise, it just felt... It's it's like someone f- threw, like, had a dartboard and just started, like, throwing, like, anime... Like, each piece on the dartboard was, like, different anime tropes. And, like, every episode, they were just like, let's hit another anime trope. Like, oh, now they're in the... Now they're in a high school. And now they're gonna fight a battle. Now they're on teams. Now there's a yeah, right. complicated battle system. And, da-da-da, and now there's betrayal. You know, like... It just felt like an anime dartboard. It didn't feel like there was any con- there was any storyline coherence. There was any uh, competence there. That's and I think that's my final conclusion. I would I would give the first season of Tower of God a 
a lofty 4 out of 10 if I were to rank this. I would give it a lofty 4. It might be like a like a 3 in most, like a 3.5, but like I'll, I'll give it a 4. So, uh, Kenny David, give us your... That's my final... I'm, I'm done with Tower God. I don't want to talk about it. I'm over it. I'll watch season uh, 2 just for fuck's sake, but... Uh, Kenny, uh, can you share your, your opinion? Your it is a soft opinion. 4 for me. A soft 4 out of 10. Tower, Tower God, 5 out of 10. I read 5 hours of Wikipedia articles, and I'm going to go ahead and read the whole webtoon, so... Jesus Christ. I, I think... Oh, sorry, Kenny. I, I've just got a, I've got a love of convoluted anime, okay? And that's, I, that's it. I think... um. I know there is a whole, you know, webtoon. There's a whole lot more that's already available. I'm going to just wait till the anime. I'm going to try to be an anime purist with this show. Um, but specifically for season one, I, I would give a five as well. You know, the, the redeeming qualities of it is that the characters, I feel like, have potential, except for Bam and Rachel. Fuck them. But all yep. the other characters yep. have, they have potential. The, the music fucking slaps. Uh, uh, yeah. Stray Kids, uh, for my K-pop fans out there, Stray Kids are pretty pretty fucking good. The um, so and the animation itself is is pretty good too. So I would I would say, you know, plots as everything else is pretty good. So I'll give it a five. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, okay, what was that guy's name? He was one of the like the Proctors. He's like the first Proctor that Bam interacts with to like walk through the Le- wall. Levero. Levero. Yeah, he's- I yeah, think right. that character Hisoka vibes. I yeah, he it it's clearly a Hisoka ripoff. And um I yeah, I mean With a lot of the characters are are ripoffs from other animes. Uh but Isn't Gone a ripoff of Goku? Yeah, <laughs> isn't isn't Goku a ripoff <laughs> of the Monkey King from uh Journey of the West? <laughs> um no. Uh but despite that point, I thought that character was probably my most the most the one I'm actually curious to learn more about. I think that that character right. had something about him that I was like, this could be an interesting plot, or it could be an ass plot. I don't know. But there's something there. Uh, the rest of the Proctors I didn't give a rat's ass about. I think Kuhn had like a little bit of character potential I'd like to see more. Obviously, I think I'd love to see Rock's background explored. But yeah, it's uh, they're going to have to really do a lot to make me care about Bam and Rachel, because the, yeah. the, those characters sucked. Um, and the Jihad Princesses, I also need... Uh, the work needs to be done to make me care about that subplot, because yeah. it's clearly an important subplot, because a lot of time was invested into it in the first season. And uh, uh, I would say that it's the main plot. Okay, see... The, that's, the Princesses of Jihad are the main plot. I assumed it was going to intersect... I mean, the fact that Bam, from the start, was using a sword of one of the, the Princess of Jihad swords, I assumed it was a part of that. But it was yeah. being developed like simultaneously with Bam and Rachel's like yeah. whatever the frick. So I assumed it was all going to intertwine, but you know, it's whatever. Okay, great. Right, I'm about to say if y'all want me to spoil it, I I no. know some shit. No, 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 no. I'm good. <laughs> okay, so that's a wrap on that. Overall, uh, I'm happy that we- Johnny can hear you talking about it, Kenny, because he just texted us about it. Okay. I agree, Johnny. Um, he said Tower of God. Is, he just said Tower of God is absolute trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> but, but okay, to so to actual a good anime. A good yeah. Anime. Okay, so last week, you know, we decided we were all going to watch Erased, and this was at your. This was your David. You gave the suggestion. Um, yeah, I heard and, things about it, so thought it would be a good one to start on. It's interesting because I put it on my watch to watch list, like. It came out my last semester in school, 
Um, you're, it was like when you were leaving too, David. It came out like right when you you graduated and left away too, David. Um, yeah. Or like right after that. Um, so I always had it on my watch list, and um, obviously, you know, it got really high marks from a lot of people during the time that it came out. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to watch this, and never had. So, you know, I'm happy, you know, this week we sat down and actually knocked it out. We did it, I watched it all in one go. Did you watch it one go, David, or in, in... It was like two nights. Two nights, yeah. Alyssa and I literally watched, we didn't stop. We literally just started episode one, watched all the way to the end. Um, so we did one sitting. And Kenny, I don't, did you watch it weekly when it came out, or not? I watched, I watched it week to week. Oh, geez. Okay, so we'll have some different perspective on the, on the overall of it, yeah. but that's good. Um, so, let's kick it off. Hmm. I don't know, boys. How do you want to kick off a race? Because I think first, there's a lot of good things to talk all, about here. Spoilers to be had. A race is a very oh, absolutely like, yeah. like out of anything. This is in particular a story that you won't enjoy if you haven't seen it. Watch it. Yep. It's good. Yeah. Um. It's an older anime now, so I assume a lot 16. of people have seen it. 2016, but is when it came out. Um. It's not too but, old. But we're gonna spoil it. So yeah, yeah, and I will say that I went into it totally blind. I genuinely had no idea what the plot was. I thought it was about something completely different. Um, so I sat down completely blind, watched it beginning to end, and uh, yes, not knowing made me enjoy it more. So yeah, be prepared. We're about to spoil the shit out of it. So if you don't want that, uh, tune out uh, or jump ahead. But uh, um, and yeah. I think the original the original name is like the town where you were. Or something the town like where you once existed or something? You're correct, yeah. Um, so Erased is about a guy named Satoru. Yeah. And he has this odd power that sometimes he sees other people die. And then he gets sent back in time and he is capable of changing that outcome. Mm-hmm. And saving these people. And that's our... In the first episode, we're introduced to that. And then his mom dies... She gets killed in his apartment, and he goes back to whenever he's in fifth fucking grade. Mm-hmm. And he has yeah. to figure out how to save his mother's life. Yeah, the story starts in the opening minutes describing that Satoru had never really flashed back more than about five minutes. Um, traditionally, right. he just gets a couple minutes buffer, has to figure out what, what he experienced, and then save this person, adjust the timeline slightly right. to save or stop the incident. So we're given some pretty like sharp rules right from the get go, and then um, yeah, by the end of the first episode, uh, we realize that there was an underlying plot, and his mother's killed before the end of the first episode, and we're shot back to his childhood, which is mm-hmm. a uh, you know the biggest jump he's ever had. But then on top of that, clearly uh, this is how far back he needed to go to correct that future, which is mm-hmm. um, very interesting. I, I will admit that when I w- finished the first episode, I said, this is, when I sit down to watch a good drama, the things that I love about quality uh, writing like this is when you can take one component of a supernatural element and integrate it into an otherwise realistic world, um, that gives you the position to do something special, I think. Um, yeah. And it, you can either fuck it up completely, and it can be ass, and the, el- the supernatural element can be too overbearing... Or you can use it very lightly, and it can be a, a real buying power of the the dramatic arc. And yeah, um, yeah I, I we can get I, into I, it a little bit more. But David, yeah, I, I think with that specifically, I think like as a as an audience with with this specific case, it makes it to where you know 
you could relate to it. Like, I'm sure we've had thoughts of like, you know, things happen in fifth or sixth grade or whatever, like things that we want to go back and change right. could potentially affect how we are now. But it, it just makes it so much relatable and makes you connected to, like, I felt connected to, Satori, I felt connected. I was like, yeah, I mean, I could relate to, to that. And especially seeing the, the trauma that he experienced and also, we, we learned that, um, so he's a, he's a manga artist, he loves drawing, yeah. he's kind of a failed manga artist. Failure, um, yeah. In, the, in like the first one minute, yeah. he's like, the, yeah. the publisher's like, eh, you're getting a little old, you need to dig a little deeper. Uh, you know? <laughs> right. And so he's working at a, at a pizza place, and he's delivering pizza. Mm-hmm. And he, there's a girl there, I, Irie. Irie. I think yeah, her name yeah. Irie. She's high like, schooler. Really, yeah, he, high schooler, he's like not really friends with, but like acquaintances. And um, it was sort of the representation of like his his future, you know, like the fact that there are there there is a happy future that he can, you know, right. There are people worth saving, right. And it's it's very very significant of this jump that he's made specifically to when he was in fifth grade because you also learn in the first episode that there was a girl that died. There were a few killings in his hometown. Three girls or two girls and a guy. Two, two girls, girls and a guy. And one. Right, yeah, a guy that looks looks feminine, yeah, right. And uh, this time that he is transported back to is right before this happens. So mm-hmm. he's so he's thinking, I have the chance to change not only the timeline to save my mom, but I can also save these three children that die. Mm-hmm. And then the anime starts. Yep, pretty much. So, and, and then I would I would say my biggest gripe of the anime actually is one of those things. Is that he is a good friend with that boy, and yet somehow it centers around the girl. And I, I know he's avoiding the deaths of all of them, right? Because she's the first one to die. Yeah, but I said the same thing. Kitty. Yeah, that's his real, actual friend. Yeah, like at the yeah. at the what's crazy is like yeah, like his his like memories are like all centered around like she was good. It was all you know. She yeah. was his one. And then you like realize like once he's back in time that the guy that died. Was like his one of his close buddies. Like they were like good. They were like yeah, Hiromi. They were like good. They were like good friends. Like I don't even. I don't even think it took like. I think it was episode four where I was like, oh, he died. Yeah, I I said the same thing. I was like, oh, he's one of the one that dies. Mm -hmm. Alyssa and I looked at each other around the middle of the story, and we said, we said the the guy with him. That's the uh, the second death. And she was like, no, or she said that, and I was like, no. And we were like, no, for real. And then I'm happy that the back half, he, once he saves her, he, it shifts focus. Yeah, he's like, okay, now I've got to save Hiromi. Now I've got to save the other girl. So he clearly had it on his mind. He just didn't, like, uh, say it out loud is what I would say. Uh, So I think think it was, like, very important to him to save the girl first because I think, as you said, I think he saw that first death as a domino effect to Mm -hmm. it was then to kill, you know, if this person dies, then the next person would die and so on. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, and And I was trying to... Oh, go, Kenny. I was going to keep going with the story, but... No, yeah, so, uh, and yeah, the plot kind of goes from there. So, I mean, for those of you that have seen it, you know this, but I think that the thing that... uh, I like, okay, so, yeah, I mean, do we need to go all the way to the ending, or do we want to get there in a minute after we kind of talk about I some do logistics? Think, I think that it was intentionally a mystery, then thriller. I think that the mystery was intentionally solved very early. Okay, good. And it moved into a thriller where he was fighting against 
Alyssa and I called who it was in episode one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was not hiding. pretty clear. For real. At the end of episode one, Alyssa said, she looks at me and she says, Jerry, it was the teacher. And I was like, why? I was not convinced, honestly. Mm-hmm. And Alyssa was like, like around like episode three or four. Alyssa said, "No, I, sh- I." She was like, "She's like, it was, it's probably him." And I was like, "Okay." I'm about to say, like, okay. I think, I think, she, um, became, I think <laughs> she became. He became the primary suspect by episode three. Yeah, you and start it, to see it, it, it. The show's not hiding it. It does these shots where his right. eyes are slanted, where he looks at them in a certain way. It, and in episode one, you you can catch it just briefly. There's a single shot of him. It's the in the classroom. He's looking outward. His face is shadowed, um, and he looks at the kids. And that was, I think, one of the leading, like, leading suspects for how Alyssa yeah, kind of nailed it. I didn't um, even notice. That. Yeah, they they layered yeah. in just slightly because he. Uh, it, it also tried to, you know, it tried to explain away his behavior throughout the show. Right. It tried oh, to give us, or, oh, yeah, he just hangs out with kids, and, and yeah, so it was trying to not give it away completely. But I think by about the middle of the series, it became pretty. Yeah, I mean, I was at the point where I was either... I literally said to uh, Alyssa, I said, either the show is setting us up to think that it's the teacher on purpose, mm-hmm. and they're going to trick us, and it was someone else, um, mm-hmm. which was something I thought might happen, um, or they're setting it up so that it is the teacher, that it's leading us there intentionally, right. so right. we know... Right. Right. Yeah, so we know, so we can get the answer right before it happens. Um, we'll still be surprised, we still get to experience it, but we know that there was... There. So that's what I was saying. I was like, it's one or the other. And, you know, it, I think the reveal happens in episode 10 or 11 or something near the end. Um, right. right. But, I, uh, I do think it was, it was once he, I thought he knows whenever he goes back to the future. He does. Wait. Yeah. The like, first like, time? Sh- yeah. The, the, whenever he goes and he, like, cries under the bridge with Irie and gets arrested. No, he was not certain yet. He did not know oh, who really? it was yet. Because the second travel to the past, the first time he goes to the past... He fails. They just all die. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he messes up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's why he gets jumped back to the future, and he's like, crap. But he adjusted the timeline just slightly. The date in which he dies is like two days later now. Later. Um, right. But all the rest of the events play out essentially identically. Um, mm-hmm. Very little is adjusted. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not until the second trip to the past that he starts to follow the breadcrumbs towards... He knows there is a killer, but he doesn't mm-hmm. know who, because if you remember, he's scrolling through the list in the, when he's in the future and it doesn't actually show the teacher's name on the list he intentionally didn't see the teacher's name on the list um and it's he later says like oh i had completely ruled him out i didn't think it was him or something like that so right. i didn't even look at that file um so you know they intentionally left it out in that point because he satoru had not figured it out until right. he was in the past again and that's that i think it's intentional that he figures it out when um they're they're protecting i think it was anya or something like that the like second girl um right yep. and he's like stalking her and the teacher picks her up and they you know there's the candy in the in the thing and he's tapping his finger on the wheel i think that's when he clicks when he gets it and then right. the rest starts to follow in line but uh yeah i think what what did it for this anime for me overall is that it's very tight tightly written and yep. i i can't say it enough but the themes of the show are integrated into the mystery elements so seamlessly that you almost don't recognize them until mm-hmm. the very end, right? So, like, from the first opening scene, you know, he gets that moment with the publisher that says you need to dig deeper, right? Um, he gets this moment with his with the girl at the work at the pizza shop, 
Um, what has happened to you, or what got you here, is something she asks him. His mom comes over to take care of him. Um, you know, you've always been this way. You've always cared. What? Why are you not succeeding? You know, why are you not surrounded right. by those? And so then he is it literally throw i mean instead of like us where we would be able to reflect on our past blah 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 in real yeah. life mm-hmm. he gets legitimately dropped into his past and has to fail right. again experience again experience failure again and then try a second time um mm-hmm. for satoru to finally understand that we have to learn from our past to have a better future right like that's the theme of the show right our 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 past impacts who we've become and who we are and if we don't look at it critically how can we ever go... We need to learn from it. We need to learn from our own mistakes. And that theme is drawn throughout the whole show, beginning to end. There's not a single moment where the theme is not integrated into the dialogue, the character development, the plotting. It felt very, very natural. Um, and, and I... I, lo- I really like the fact that his mother's diligence is evident from the very first episode. Yokai is and, the best character. She no, is, she dude, is because she is... Mom she is, is the best character. She dies because she finally solves it, right? Yep. She knows that he did it and is going to tell people, and then he kills her. The number one anime MILF of all time, dude. She is she, absolute waifu material, dude. No question for me. And I think that she's Sertaru, pretty bad. She's pretty the, dummy. His dude, she is thick, bro. Show, <laughs> his growth in the show is all about becoming as diligent and as loving as... His mother, his mom, who a single mom, in the hospital, working, uh, uh-huh. single parent, uh, so trusting, like mm-hmm. not like a bullshit parent, like just having like mm-hmm. full conversations with this fifth grader, like yeah, damn. Yeah. You have these beautiful moments the where you have these beautiful moments where the author juxtaposes, uh, you know, his mother and um, I can't even think Hana, Kana, whatever her name is. Um, right. her mother, right? The abusive mother in the, in oh, the Kayo. Kayo, oh, Kayo, 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 Kayo. Kayo's Kayo. mother is, you know, the the juxtaposition. It's the it's the literary uh other side of that, right? Because in right, the right. end, Satoru in his initial version, uh, he kinda ends up a failure despite his mother's efforts. And um his mom never gives up on him, right to the literal very Ever. end until she dies. Um and he has to learn from that, that his mom's perseverance is where he why he is where he is. And then you've got the the sliding scale, right? Where Kaya, where she was beaten and essentially led to be killed by her mother, and it's right. her mother's uh, indifference and uh, ability to Black. fold to the abuse of of others that ends up yeah, killing they, the killing Kaya. Sort of, yeah, yeah. See her as a, a sub or a, a potential An easy case. Easy, yeah. yeah. So um, that's another, and that's a whole sub like a sub theme and another like literary element. That the author of this series just nailed, right? Like, mm-hmm. I've never seen another anime or manga take uh, single motherhood and put two striking differences right next to each other and let that play out in a mystery plot. I mean, it just very well done. The author just nailed, mm-hmm. nailed the the two moms and the placement of them, their character arcs. Uh, just really great job there. And, and whenever, yeah. whenever he's in the car, doesn't he apologize to his mom? Uh, I, yeah. I can't remember. He says like "I'm sorry" or whatever, and then he passes out. You know, when he's in the car. When he, oh, when he's, he's, whenever, oh, when he's actually he, drowning. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Whenever he finally he, he wins. Oh you yeah. Know? He, you yeah. know, he didn't think he thought he was dead, dude. He thought it was over. Yeah. Um. So yeah. that's crazy. To me. I thought it was dead. I was like, oh it took me a while God. to realize, like when they were like doing the the beginning episodes 
the, the next episode mm-hmm. when his his mom is like working at a convenience store and just like yeah. I thought it was like 2003 like I thought she he's been dead this whole time she's Me just too. been you know and living once, life. Again, once again his mother's diligence is the only reason that he lived yeah, re- yeah. literally his yeah. mom for 15 years took care of him over and over every day made sure his body stayed active incredible and would not allow would not allow them to you know In- take him off of life support incredible. you know I mean. Just such good writing for her, the mother's. The I can't even think of his mom's name, but the the mom's the writing for her, the dialogue, the character arc, spot on. She never loses her intention. She knows what she's about. Uh, just really, ugh, just captivating stuff. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think my favorite my favorite part was I don't know if it's if it's because of amazing writing because writing is amazing or if it's just because of the specific subject, mm-hmm. but Kayo being obviously up to the point where Satoru is um, introduced into her, into her life. She's abused. She's taking all types of just um, just yeah. awful treatment from her mom. Her and then um, as sort as her and Satoru's relationship, um, you know, improves and become, they become closer. And, you know, I, the most, memorable scene i think is when he takes her to like they're going like on a hike and he's like oh i'm gonna show you this christmas tree and she sees the christmas tree for the first time and she like her like catchphrase is like uh what does she say um are you an idiot Mm -hmm, or are you stupid are you stupid yeah yeah she says that constantly and then but it's just like the final shot of her like seeing the tree and like for the first time you see her smile the biggest smile Mm-hmm. I, I should I shed some tears. Yeah, I cried oh, a little yeah. bit. I was I, like, Holy uh, shit. Yeah, I mean, how many moments? Right, like this show got me a couple times. The main, the moment that I cried the hardest. This is a weird moment to have cried so much, but it, okay. So, Kyle's in the bus, right? They have their that's his new plan. Keep her in the bus, and then someone yeah. someone comes in the bus at night. It ends up being the teacher who did because you know he's like been using the bus to hide shit. Um, mm-hmm. and the next day Kyle's like, I can't stay here. An adult knows of it. And then, you know, Satoru figures it out. And, uh, Kenya, I think is his name. Kenya looks at Satoru and is like, yep. what's, what's plan B? And he goes, uh, I got a plan B. Um, and then, you know, it clips and they're at the house, knock on the door. The mom's like, Satoru, where have you been? And then, you know, Kenya and Kyle are right behind him. And, yeah. uh, there's this one shot where, she raises her hand, and Kaya, you get a glimpse of Kaio's face, and she thinks she's going to get she struck. She flinches, yeah. She flinches, and then all she does is pat her on the head and say, you know, okay, so where, you know, what are we going to do now? Um, and Satoru's like, oh, I thought I was going to get yelled at at least. And she's like, you know, I wouldn't yeah. do that, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, we got to figure this out. And then Kaio is, lets out this enormous, like, sigh of relief, and I was like, damn, like, the impact of abuse was so beautifully, beautifully animated and uh, mm-hmm. displayed there. Shown so um, well. So well. And I, I was like that. It struck me so hard. I was literally like, holy shit. I was like to think that like she really thought she was going to get hit. And like the the it, 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 it made that 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 juxtaposition of the two parents just so much wide. Like you just were able to see so much more in that moment and i was just like that's beautiful and I, I honestly started crying i was like i was like this is big like that was really you know we were leading up that was like episode eight or something 
yeah, it was like yeah, pretty end. deep. So I was already at this point, I was super invested in whether or not this was going to work. Because at that point in time, I also was thinking that at one point in this plot, I thought Satoru can't fix it. I had this like, I had this thought in my mind. I was like, the timeline can't be corrected. He can't actually change it. I thought that mm-hmm. essentially, um, no matter how hard he would try, I, I genuinely thought that was going to be the ending. I thought I was going to be devastated because I thought the ending was going to come around and no matter how hard he tried, she had to die. Like, I thought that was going to be... I, at one point, I looked at Alyssa, I said, Alyssa, if this show ends and everyone just has to die no matter what, I'm out. Like, I'm like, this sucks. Like, I was like... Because um, <laughs> that would have been I, devastating. I do think that at first, like, from the beginning, his his power worked where he was preventing accidents. Right. And I think that it took him a little while to understand that he was competing against another human who was trying to accomplish a goal. Mm. And once he started understanding that, and I think that's whenever Kenya started getting involved, too. I, I really liked Kenya as a character as well. So, oh, so yeah. cool. They were like, listen, we aren't, you know, he, he thought that he was like, oh, I'm just going to befriend her and be nice to her, and hopefully that'll improve her, her whole life, or maybe I'll help her get out of it. But whenever he understood that he was competing against somebody, he has to find this killer and beat them. That's whatever it started. I don't know. That's yeah, why it's, I, really, I was. Yeah, it's why he lo- It's it's why he did such a good job showing him losing in the first part. The first yeah. flashback, he had to lose so that he could establish like I am actually trying to stop someone, not just prevent mm-hmm. something. Right? If I get mm-hmm. Kyle out of the park at night, she'll live. Surprise, surprise. That's not how this works. There's someone else trying to kill her. Um, mm-hmm. How do I stop that person? What are their motivations? How do I get right. to them? Um, that's what right. he gets in the second attempt, right? Um, and then he starts to understand that that person is the person that killed his mother. And you know, Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it oh was, my it God. was all connected. Yeah. The mm-hmm. scene on the roof, man. The scene on the roof in the last episode. One I, of the best, bro. Fucking checkmate. I was, checkmate. Not, I was not ready for this man to be hanging in, on, hanging in his wheelchair off the side of the building. Like, you got me, bro. And then the guy was like, <laughs> you're dead. You're dead, buddy. Drop. And then he was like, Bitch! He's like, <laughs> and I, I think that, was that up. up to that point, oh, bro, I uh, loved it. I know, I know that the teacher was like, I don't understand how you kept knowing, you kept knowing, you kept knowing. Mm. Like I needed to understand, and I think that the fact that Satoru had once made it to that future, and so he had understandings of how the world worked. Yeah, like because because didn't he like text someone to like do? He texted Kenya. To set up the net and yeah. like I don't I, text messaging didn't exist whenever he was a kid. Yeah, you realize so, that to, his to the his, teacher. He, yeah, yeah. His I was so shook because his memories at that moment in two thousand three were every memory he had in his original timeline up to two thousand six to the point where he yeah. went back in time the first time failed went back to two thousand six had those additional memories then went back mm-hmm. to two thousand the eighties. Had this whole experience, went into a coma for fifteen years, woke up, and he had all the memories from the last two timeline attempts he had, um, and then pre- up to that point, crazy. and now got to live to move forward past that. I was like, "What?" I was like, "I was so confused because I was like, I just did." I was like, "Oh my god, his powers are so." But it all made sense in the end. Like I, I think it connected it well. Um, right. So to wrap that the things up here, I think that we are getting to a good stopping point with te- with erase because I think what we all agree on is that. It was incredibly sharply written and plotted in a way that whether or not it was, a you know, this is not some, like, literature piece that's going to, like, blow people away forever, you know, but 
it is such a sharply written, well dialogued, well paced, and super solid thematic uh, series that watching it has like a both both it has a visceral effect emotionally. It does something mm-hmm. that connects with people. It connects with you as an audience. It makes you feel like something matters, and that's what made it so wonderful. It made it a good watch. It made it an awesome watch. Um, and it definitely stands up uh, the test of time. You know, if this this was written actually in 2012 as a manga, and then turned into an anime in 16, and here we are in 2020, and I think that uh, the storyline still holds up, right? And I think it will continue yeah. to hold up because it was it was a visceral piece of writing that uh, that that really gets at the the core of what makes for strong characters that have strong motivations and why we do the things we do, and it has super strong theming. That I, I can't I can't uh, say it enough that the thematic ability of the author to integrate that into such a fun mystery thriller is mm-hmm. what is what was so gripping. It was what makes you come back because you you learn a lesson um, and you uh, you don't just learn about yourself, but you learn about uh, this world that they inhabit, and it was really fun. So a really mm-hmm. blast of a series. Any thoughts from you two about the? So we we obviously all three like the plot and the story writing and the dialogue. What about the rest of the atmosphere of the show? What I mean, I think so art, uh, animation, music, directing, I, um, Asian Kung Fu Generation opener. Yeah. So David, when, when I was like, I, that, I was, I was like, like, I'm gonna love this, <laughs> bro. When Asian <laughs> Kung Fu Generation came on, I was like, I was like, I'm watching it every time. No, I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that, never skipped, never skipped. Beautiful <laughs> intro the, song. The really the stillness of the winter too that they often portray, yeah, is really good. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah. I, I think it, it's a lot of anime and manga don't do creepy well, mm. and I think it did creepy, very human creepy, mm-hmm. really yes. well. So check like, this, y'all. Uh, the, what's the animation director for the show? I looked it up before this because I was curious. Um, mm-hmm. The same person who directed the first season of Sword Art Online. So this is the same animation really? director mm-hmm. and same animation team. It's A One Pictures, so they they worked on those two. And this would have been like around the same time, like within a couple right. years of each other. So I, I, it just felt so much different, right? Like uh, the director gave a different life to a race that uh, I don't think that they did with Sword Art, you know. And maybe there's just a staleness in the plotting and and art of Sword Art that the director, no matter how hard they tried, couldn't accomplish or make better, but. Maybe the source material for Erased was just that much better, but uh, the direction yeah. in Erased was um, just super... Uh, the, when it comes to an animation director, right, they choose the way scenes are laid out, the way that they get pulled off the page. Um, you know, They're the ones who are really looking over all the material, making sure it looks consistent, so on and so forth, because you have so many animators working on different parts. You want right. it to all look really pretty and nice, so it's the job of the animation director to make sure it looks really... Um, Consistent. It, it has a visual look, a style, right? Um, a direction for, the, for it. And um, the director just knocked it out of the park in this show because uh, I never felt like any part of the animation felt stuttered. It felt very. Sh- it felt very clean. It felt very easy to look at. The artwork never felt off model. Um, you you didn't really have any extravagant scenes where anything was like super cool to look at. You know, it, it was not. It's not a shonen. It's a drama at the core of it. So right. Um, you really have these much softer scenes, and like Kenny said, it captured winter and it captured um, outside. Uh, I, exterior shots were probably the best, like visual yeah. shots. When they, do you remember the shot when Tinya and Satoru were like on the bridge and they went to go push 
the mom down the stairs, and they sat on the bridge, and then it shot the panned out, and they were on the bridge talking, but you saw the bridge from an exterior shot as cars went by underneath, and I was like, wow, it was like, what a, what a wild... It was a pretty shot. Yeah, I was like, this is such a unique... You know, it was winter, and I was like, what the... I was like, this is a really cool uh, shot. Which and, I, uh, and David, you mentioned a scene earlier with the, the Christmas lights. Really, yeah. visually, um, just looked great. I mean, you, it, it was hard to look away from that sort of scene. So what was that, Ken? Uh, I, I wonder if that uh, lends to the manga, too. Like, I don't know if, if yeah. those those pictures were crafted, you know, and they just uh, adapted them, or if those were, you know, smaller shots, smaller panels, and they expanded them to be uh, really beautiful. So Right. That's what I'm thinking, I, Kenny. I'm thinking they probably took those and just turned them in these beautiful color palettes and, and blew them up. So it really yeah. came off really nice overall. Um, yeah, I think, I think something that we haven't mentioned yet, and this mm. was this was a, a thematic direction. It was more on the nose, but mm. it kind of put Satoru's life in the form of like a movie, like a, a moving picture. There were multiple scenes where um, it was like a it was like an atom, but like instead of like energy lines, there were like uh, like movie strips, movie reels, yeah, and yeah, movie reels. Thank you. And uh, these movie reels were moments from Satoru's life. Mm -hmm. And it was really, I don't know if you remember, I think the opening to episode 11, mm -hmm. um, all of the parts where Satoru would be normally in the opener, he was gone. He was gone, yes. I think it was, yeah, I think it was right after he died. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was such a very interesting, just small detail that they I loved it. added that they, mm -hmm. like, I don't think I've ever seen... Um, something happened in the previous episode, and then they alter the the opener of the next episode to kind of reflect that. Right, right. So I thought that was pretty cool, and and this was touched more near the end, but um, after Sartori, after he drowns and we think he's dead, it shows like all the reels like ripping apart mm -hmm. and just kind of like honing in more on he's gone. It's the timeline's done, it's over, and he, as he's he regaining his memories. Life. Right, exactly. And as he's regaining his memories, they all reconnect and everything starts moving up again. So I thought it was kind of cool to kind of just compare his experiences and, and basically what we saw him go through to uh, a movie. Yeah. Um, and it kind of goes back to the thing of him being able to go back and forth and you know be able to rewind a movie, fast forward. So yeah. mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. And if you remember, David, the all of the flashbacks, or not flashbacks, when he was existing in the past... It all went from full screen to widescreen. Did you guys? Yeah. Know that? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. There it was did. a there was a whole shift, and I remember I asked Liz. I said, "Is this going to be like this the whole time?" And I noticed. So then, yep. from that point forward, and it, you didn't really it didn't bother me after it got going, but I noticed it flip, and then I was like, "Oh, damn! That's like a it was a director's choice. Like they they chose right. to go widescreen when they were in the past, and I think that um, it adds to that layer of the the it, like the movie pieces that that were in a play." Um, yeah. And when he wakes up from the coma, uh, it's not in widescreen. So it, it's right. kind of this like, in, it's weird because like he's still in that timeline. He didn't jump back to his old timeline. Um, this is still that timeline, but now he is in his. It, it's like the timelines have have converged. Is the word I would right. use. And you it's can like see his that. new future, right? Which is yeah. The actual yeah. future going forward. Yeah, yeah. And I so yeah, I think that overall, uh, just some great directive choices. The director really deserves a lot of props. They, the director hasn't done them a lot since then either, which is weird to me because you would think after doing Erased and Sword Art, they would be a hot commodity. Honestly, like right. that sounds like someone who you'd want to hire to do your anime because they've the, like those are both 
been very a popular series. Um, so yeah, any last minute yeah. thoughts on those? Because other than that, I think we got to wrap it up and say what our ratings yeah. is for this one. Give our Let's final get thoughts. It going. Okay, conclusive thoughts. All I'm going to say to conclude it is that if you haven't seen it, or if you have, um, Erased will stand the test of time as just a literary piece. I think that it's not the biggest action series. It's not a shonen. It's not meant to do that. As a short, dramatic piece um, in in sort of a small, uh, it's small form anime, right? It's not meant to last forever. Yep. It, it's a beginning, middle, and end type of story. Um, as a small piece of work, it exists as a very beautiful piece of work. And I think that, uh, do yourself a favor. If you haven't seen it, go watch it now. Um, if you have seen it, uh, remind yourself that it stands that test of time. It, it, maybe rewatch it, check it back out. Remind yourself that this was something that uh, definitely did something that changed the game, I think, for drama anime, in my mind. Uh, that's a level of dramatic anime storytelling that needs to continue. Um, I would give it a very hard, a very hard 8.5 out of 10. That's where I'm going to stay. I think I think I have to say an 8.5. I was going to go just solid 8, but I think it's a really easy 8.5 out of 10. It is a series that, uh, from top to bottom, feels very cared for um, and feel felt very whole. You know, it felt like a, a built world, and the characters felt real inside of it. Um, and the supernatural element didn't take away. It just enhanced the way that uh, we learned about the thematic presence of uh, you have to learn from your mistakes and you have to, from the opening scene, you have to dig a little deeper um, to pull out uh, those moments in your life, right? And so I think that was really powerful. Uh, so overall, like 8.5 out of 10. Kenny? Um, I would say, I, I would say 8 out of 10. I'm saying this now that uh, I, you know, just to temper all of my ratings, an 8 out of 10 is an anime that if you're an anime fan, you should watch. If oh, yeah. you're an anime fan, you like anime, Watch this anime. It's a, it's twelve episodes. It's not hard to get through. Super bingeable. Literally watch it in one sitting. It feels like a movie. Worth watching. Feels like a movie if you watch it in one go. I mean, it's a four hour movie, yeah. but it's a movie. Yeah. Um, I I I really hope we can find. So so my number is also an eight. Before we said our eights, I was also thinking of eight. Hell yeah. um, I, I'm really um, curious of when we're going to find an anime where we have very different opinions on. <laughs> um, but but for this, I'm also thinking eight. Uh, it's I mean, just to echo what's already been said, it's just uh, uh, just a animation, just story, dialogue. The characters are uh, just uh, I was enthralled by the characters themselves, by the the story, the mystery of it all. It's just it was just a great watch, just from mm -hmm. from beginning to end. Uh, so I give it a day as well. Dope. And that's it, guys. Now, that's, huh? Wait, wait, let's choose the anime for next week. We will. No, oh, yeah. Choose it. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, that's what we're talking about. That's it. I mean, we've been going for about two hours now, so we went a little over what okay. we thought. But let's, um, well, let's let's wrap up and let's pick the next one. What anime. a great, a great first episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed listening to us chat about a race and about Tower of God. Um, and to just have some catch-up about what's going on in the anime and manga world. You know, there's a lot going on all the time in the world of anime and manga. And we, us boys here at the Unfiltered Anime Podcast, this is what we do. You know, this is what we want to talk about. We want to talk more about the, the stories, the things cycling. And we're going to continue to talk about that each episode while we also deep dive some more shows. I mean, that's, that's really our purpose here is to give some unfiltered, discussive thoughts about um, series that we've either enjoyed or hated. And, I mean, that's just the key of it, right? There's not enough people that are 
uh, not scripting those conversations or trying to make them funny. I feel like so many anime reviewers want to have like the funniest review or the the most in-depth psychological review, but I think it's just about real anime fans talking about real anime because at the end of the day, that's what most people who watch anime are. They're just people who like stories. They like shows. They want to watch something fun, um, and that's what we want to provide through this podcast. But Kenny, I agree with you. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about something new. We're going to talk about another show. Uh, so, um, we'll my recommendation is Banana Fish. I think we should watch Banana Fish for next week. David? Sounds great to me. I was about to say, I, I recommended the first one. Kenny recommended okay. uh, next week, so I think we should just have like a rotation Let's keep going. It up. So, let's do one from there. We'll do Some another one. Video, so, Kenny, have you already watched that one? I haven't. I haven't seen it. Okay, so you're thinking Banana... Okay, David, you definitely haven't, you haven't seen it, I assume? Never heard of it. And how many episodes, Ken? 12, I think. It's on Amazon Okay, Prime. Let's rock it out. Let's do Banana Fish. So, Banana yeah. Fish will be our our sort of... We're both... We're all coming in blind. Um, yep. That'll be a recommendation. And I'll bring a recommendation for next week, then, for our for short series. Yep. But on top of that, let's next week... Let's dive into a show that we've all seen. Um, or okay. that we all have some discussion about. David, I don't know if you watched the anime version. Uh, and I want to talk about this because the new season just dropped on Netflix. So, um, we don't have to talk about it as a whole. Uh, but I just want to talk about the series because it's, it's definitely... Uh, one that needs to be talked about in the realm of shonen, and that's going to be the seven. Deadly- no, the seven deadly sins. Oh. Um, so oh. Oh. I've read the whole manga. Kitty's read the whole manga, David. I know you've read a good chunk of it, right? I've read a good chunk of it. I'll need to refamiliarize myself with it. But okay, take a look a, back. You can also do that too. Take a look back. Yeah, Alyssa and I, Alyssa and I have watched the first three seasons on Netflix. We'll probably watch the fourth season. I've read a bit of the manga, but not enough of it. Um, but the anime is a pretty faithful adaptation in the first three seasons. It's almost panel for panel, oh, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. So, David, if you wanted to go play around and watch a bit of the anime, you might enjoy it. I like the first season. Yeah, it's good. So, I think we should take a moment to just have a conversation because it's over, right? Seven Deadly Sins just ended, by the way, David. The manga did. Really? Um, it's it's done, yeah. yeah. I'm, so, I'm so behind. It's done. The, the Seven Deadly Sins has ended. The newest season, the anime just came out and it was very controversial. Um... So that's another thing that we can kind of chat about. Do some research. You don't have to watch it, but do some research about why it was controversial, David. Um, I'm probably just going to binge it all, honestly. It's all on Netflix, obviously. It's a Netflix-produced yeah, anime, yeah. so if you just want to check up on it there, Alyssa and I will probably... We probably won't watch the whole season, but we'll probably start it this week, the new season. But we've watched up through the new season of the anime. But right. yeah, so next week we'll make it Seven Deadly Sins and Banana Fish. That's going to be our two topics for next week. Banana we'll, Fish. We'll catch up on some all other right. stuff. Um, I've heard good things about it, too. And so join us next week. Uh, Like I said, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, we are so grateful to have you around for this ride on the Unfiltered Anime Podcast, uh, which is really just three guys having an unfiltered conversation about animes that we enjoy. So um, please join us next week for as we continue to do that, deep dive some shows, and we'll see you all then. All right. See you all later.